welcome to the latest edition of Sticks and Kicks. We close the doors on another regular season, but the work is just getting started for the Red Hot Phoenix Suns. Right now, as Devin Booker will get his first taste of playoff basketball, and let's hope he gets addicted to it. All of that, D-backs, Yotes, Phoenix Rising, and more begins right now. I am your host, Danny Oruna. With me is my roundtable of sports degenerates here to inform, inspire, and talk to you for the next couple hours. Man to my left across the table in studio from Tempe, Arizona, the one, the only, Mr. Jeremy Griffith. Woo! With an entrance like that and a win under your belt this morning. How can you not feel pumped? The Valley has not felt this type of energy, this type of electricity, this kind of hope in a long, long time, ladies and gentlemen. And we are here today to break down what that means and more. I am your co-host, Jeremy Griffin, and the man to my left, the one, the only, the returning. Max Powers is in studio. What's going on, man? Thank you, brother. Not much going on. I'm happy to be here. And uh, yeah, we're taking a trip back in time, back to when the suns were great. And this is amazing to see. And I love watching it every single night. That is 100% awesome. That is what we need to hear right now. And uh, you know what? We are going to get in detail about the Phoenix Suns coming up on this podcast. Uh, we got a couple of stuff to uh to take care of first but first let me ask you this because uh last two days have been something similar these 11 a.m tip-offs uh jeremy how do you feel about these early morning games i don't like it not even on weekends i missed the game yesterday <laughs> and remember <laughs> hey, danny we had an off-air conversation where danny was uh being a representation that he does with phoenix arizona sports and he was he was repping hard for the phoenix rising so he was he was on his way doing that, but I mean, did you even catch the game yourself or? It, it was uh, I caught the second half of the game like live. I, I was I was forced to just follow along with the scoreboard. It, honestly, from the very beginning, it didn't look like they were gonna have any trouble with that game. Uh, but but yeah, these like early morning ones, they just like kind of uh, throw your day Snuck off up if, on you're, it. if you're not ready for them. I'm hey man, it's really hard to drink at 10 a.m. Man, I just I'm, I mean I'm gonna do it. I'm just, it's really hard. <laughs> I want you to know that it it, it takes a toll it's on just, me. It's really hard and to, to do, do that two man. days in a row. Oh man, <laughs> Max, what do you feel about these early starts? Because I know like I, I, f- for me like uh, I'm sorry before you before you go on. Uh, I equate this to like when I start watching football during football season. We get the East Coast games that are like one o'clock, two o'clock. We get them here like at ten, eleven, so we're able to like start our football day. Fly that Eagles, early. fly, baby, bro! Yeah. I'm telling you, bro. That's what I'm telling you. I'm used to it because I live out here. Out, it's it's about all right. So I I want to say the first couple games before November. It's like at 10 a.m. and then they switch to 11 a.m. Yeah. But I mean, I think Max has the same problem with the Green Bay, right? The the, the early morning games, right? Yeah, I, I, I love early morning games, any sport, because we uh, because I just love sports. And if I, it's like my favorite TV show comes on. And you don't have to wait for it. And I don't have to wait for it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, so I love uh, anytime games. 
um, because, uh, yeah, I can start drinking whenever they start, make me feel better. And, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's whenever See, I want to watch it. He's the type of it's 5 o'clock somewhere, so it's just like, yeah. That, that is a poster on my dentist's <laughs> office. In my dentist's and, office. And not a tour, not a tour not word a tour was ever said. Say, hey, it's Shout out to Dr. <laughs> Anand Perez, Tempe <laughs> Associates. It's, hey, it's, five, it's 5 p.m. anywhere. So, yeah, everybody's go ahead and getting drunk somewhere. It's always, I mean, it's tough for me just because I'm not going to lie. I would like to tell the people what I had going on. Um, yeah, no, I was busy playing MLB The Show yesterday, like, all day long. You lucky some bitch. No, not, oh. ju- not just all day. <laughs> yeah, pretty much all night, too. I, I, like, I have it. I had it on Game Pass. I haven't touched it yet. I finally played it, and, oh, my God, that game was very well made. So, yeah, I... I was like, I'm going to take a break. I just assumed, and I know that's because I'm, I'm an idiot because that makes an ass out of you and me, of just assuming that the game was at 5. I was like, yeah, this game's going to be at 5, whatever. San Antonio, that's the latest it can be, right? It, it's a West Coast game. Apparently, I don't know, but I guess the game was on what time, it, somebody? It, it, and I think it was uh, the Two? day before decision. It was, it was at uh, it was at 11. No, 11. no, no. The first one was at 1. I okay, believe. so see, the first one yeah. was at 1, and then when I turned the TV on, I, like at 5 o'clock, they were, they were already, I think, doing the Diamondbacks game. Or yeah. They were talking about, they were like post-game replay, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah, no, I looked, I looked at ESPN, and it was nice to see that one for you, that, that, that score. But um, no, that killed me because, yeah, same thing today. I actually like looked at the clock, and I mean, ladies and gentlemen, it's a weekend, so I, if I'm going to sleep in, if my daughter's going to sleep in and she allows me to sleep in, then I'm going to go in and sleep as long I as I want. I was going to say that like because uh, kids, they kind, of, they kind of make your schedule for you. Exactly. You're waking up when I tell you you're waking <laughs> up. Just so, like Hey, just like you send me to sleep when you want, I'll wake you up when <laughs> I want. <laughs> so, yeah, no, hey, I woke up a little early today and, you know, I, she allowed me to sleep. And then I checked the phone when I went to the bathroom real quick and I saw the game was at 11. I was like, Really? I was like, if I don't have to wake up for one thing, and I have to wake up for another. Two things I love are just making it real difficult in my life. <laughs> but both things give me both joy. And, and just the sun's ending it like the way it is. So, yeah, no, that early morning stuff, I guess I'm going to have to get used to it because that's what the playoffs are like, baby. ABC, 12, 12 uh, afternoon, 1 p.m., 10 a.m. games. Yep, you got a basketball going somewhere. So. It, hey, it's going to happen, man. Get used to it. Let's yep. go. So we're definitely going to dive into more, that more in detail. Let's go ahead and keep it with uh, the Phoenix Rising. And uh, speaking of a uh, little bit of a disappointing start, that of that first, that, this is the first game that we had to travel to. Phoenix Rising went to Tampa Bay, take on the team that should have been their rivals for the USL Cup, the national championship last year. We all remember the story. Several of their players and staff got uh, positive for COVID, and they decided not to take the field. We have said on this show and on a couple of the others that where we appear, if a team decides not to show up, even though they have the personnel to, maybe not your starters, but you can field the team, you have the responsibility to do so. They decided not to do that. There was no USL champion crowned last year. So obviously ESPN and uh, the USL, they kind of hyped up this whole thing being the final that didn't was an unfinished business weekend. They marketed the shit out of this game. And uh, it just the balls did not go in our favor. Like the, that's just how it is. Somehow, sometimes did they overhype it, or was the hype well? Like I mean, 
with everything that happened on how would you all right so personal feelings i want to go in and get into that and then um you're a big big supporter so i i think if if you mind can i ask you you speak for a lot of uh rising fans when i say this um that was a, that was kind of a you kind of got last year that was a they, they, cheated i guess the word i wanted cheated rob yes. i mean you know yes, that, hey, that's... It, the rules were there and they existed so it was fair but danny go ahead what was it really fair though uh i don't i don't see anything fair about it you have enough players to fill the team with enough to like fill your bench and have have uh, players on the bench left over yeah it's your responsibility to take the field so no, it was not fair. I did not feel it. And a lot of people that uh, that we've talked to that we had on this show and on Arizona Deportiva felt the same way that uh, the game should have been played no matter what. We were heavy favorites. Uh, we did everything, you know, to accommodate for the game to be played, including giving up home field advantage. So seeing that game being canceled like that, you know what? That was kind of a dig. And and uh, even though the coach, like we uh, we interviewed him, and he had said that. What's the past is the past is just the third game of the season. There's really no championship implications here. As fans, we still knew it. We still knew this was the same team, and uh, there may be different players on the field, but it, it it's the still the same name that kept us from getting that championship last year. So uh, there was a bit of chip on shoulder. Ended up not paying off. Tampa Bay took home the two to one victory. Uh, in the, in that uh, loss, though, Santi Moore scored the the goal for Phoenix Rising, extending his scoring streak to three games. So he scored in the first three games of the season. That's something great to see for your four to get on a roll like that. Uh, we're just waiting for Dadashov. See, you know when when he's gonna start uh, tallying up his uh, his game. We all remember last year, first game of the season, first game with the Rising, got a hat trick, so got off to a hot start. Opposite this year, but yay, the great snow. When to turn it on? Hey, I mean, what? How, how many games? The third game of the it's season. Third game yeah, of the exactly. season. Yeah, exactly. So on third game of the season right now, let's talk about the officiating that that went on in that game because Bro. I know there was some. Hey, what? What we call suspect? Suspicious? What, what would we call it? controversial? I think controversial. Controversial is just the best would be thing. the word you want to use. I, I don't. I don't want to go ahead and throw around the horse suspicion because that implies that oh, like, are you saying he got paid off? Are you saying like no, 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 no. I, no. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not right, gonna so, go into so accusing go everyone. With, but let's go with the uh, controversial cause. There, there was just a, a few of them that were missed. Uh, that, 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 that we felt, uh, especially one in the box with uh, Santi, or not Santi more. I'm sorry, Solomon Asante being in the box, being brought down. And uh, no penalty being no called penalty. right there. So, I mean, there, there was one couple of bang-bang plays. I will say this. Um, when Prince Sandy came onto the field and he tried to he tried to generate a couple of uh, more offensive moves, ended up getting taken down as well, those were a little bit more... Uh, I, I don't want to say completely going to the flopping. There was a little bit of contact, but he just fell at the wrong time. And so the, after that, I believe that uh, that just put put it in the referee's mind. This guy's just looking for fouls all day. He ended up getting a yellow card for for simulation for trying to fake a foul for flopping. And uh, uh, that's kind of what I, one thing that I do like in soccer is that if you flop and it's an obvious flop, you get a yellow card. You get a you know that warning, and uh, it's almost the same as getting a technical. You know, you get two and you're out. Uh, yeah. So while while we're here on that subject, do you think that should be something in other sports where flopping gets punished? All the time. I mean, you see, they have been trying to do that in the NBA, 
and it it's kind of working a little bit. It, I mean, I, I mean, do you get a technical for it? You, you know what? Yeah, you you do get a tech, or you don't get the call. Well, I mean, it's one thing to not get the call, like, but then there's not really a punishment. But no, I'm you have gotten. Te- I I I believe. Yes, I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say yeah. That yeah, no, you get. I mean, they've been working. No, they don't get technicals. I'm not gonna. I'm, I apologize. They get fined though. They don't get technicals. They have been fined. Players have been fined after like reviewing the tape. Yeah. And they and like I, I the refs they play. You know, I mean, they can't see everything. And I, I, I want to hate a ref so much, but I've never been a ref. And I, I can, I, I mean, it's some tough stuff, right? Max, would you agree that like being a ref, it, it, it's got to be tough? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, their calls can affect, you know, they do affect the outcome, you know, the game. Sometimes yeah. directly they could predict, I mean, especially in football. I'm, I'm trying to think of how somebody could flop in football. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's. Uh, well, we've seen, the, fl- we've so seen fr- the flop for the flag. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, like me and you, we 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 meet at we meet at the field, and I push you, and then you kind of just like flail. And right. Okay. Flag. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, bro, the, what is the, it? An unsportsmanlike conduct? Yeah, oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's happened before. So yeah, it's, but those guys have been fined, you know. So like, let's be honest about. It, but being a ref is it's tough, right? It's got to be. tough. It's got to be yeah. tough, man. I mean, and then hey, some refs suck, and I, I I'm gonna go ahead and just throw that out there. I have the shit. I want to say that some refs. Suck. It's got to be really hard to be a ref too, because you gotta know, obviously, all the rules. You gotta be able to call them when you when in in, in live yeah time. So that's, that's well, what that, I'm that 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 is to your yeah. point, Max. The the biggest thing is that we can the like floppy. bitch about the refs all day long, and they, they're all human. They have to make, make that decision yeah. in the spot. And that's what I'm saying. The we flopping, see replays. We see all this. The flopping is hard to call. That's what I'm saying. It leads me. It leads me to the point where the flopping is hard to call right then and there. So that's why, like, hey, if the if you're able to see the flopping and then call the technical foul or whatever, like, hey, that, that no, you're not gonna do that bullshit in front of me. That's awesome, right. but. If 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 they get away with it, it's glad to know that they aren't going getting away with it punished because afterwards they are reviewing tape and they are hey these guys are getting fined, you know what I'm saying like hey I mean I know it's nothing because they're getting paid millions it's, of dollars it's but not, yeah, still twenty five thousand and then hey second time fifteen thousand bro uh, fifty thousand bro that that adds up that stuff starts to adds up so and believe me I don't care who you are I. I don't want to go to work and pay, you know, a portion of my check just because I was late or because I didn't follow, you know. Yeah, people so. are flopping all the time at work. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. For sure. Like, I, I don't want to pay, you know, I, yeah. if they had to uh, pay. Did Imagine, you really hey. need a 35-minute lunch, man? <laughs> <laughs> right. That's a flop. No, I I, I had a I, I knew a guy. I, I worked with a guy who went to uh, Nordstrom's or Macy's or something. Wasn't on his lunch. He just left work uh, on a call. Uh, and, and, and we're talking about a call center, and uh, he just he just went to he just went uh, shopping. He just went shopping for like <laughs> On the forty clock? minutes to an hour, and and uh, gotta say nobody noticed because he did not he did not get fired. He he worked My there man. for a while after that. Hey, real but, quick. but was but was it discovered or did he just get away with it? It was not discovered. Uh, yeah, no, he he totally got. You want to shut him up? <laughs> <laughs> hey, one time I used to work at this place, and shout out to my coworker who was hella dope. Uh, yeah, no, I took like a three-hour nap, dude. I just, like, <laughs> disappeared into the warehouse and like I slept on these boxes, and then like I just had my walkie-talkie next to me. <laughs> like, yeah, See, no, I just woke up. He called me, and I woke up three hours later. <laughs> Man, 
fantastic, bro. You want lunch? It's on me. <laughs> <laughs> Them's are the real heroes, right there. It wasn't. It was. It wasn't all bad news with the Phoenix Rising though, because uh, we did have our first watch party of the year on uh, Tavern on Elliot. I believe uh, Jeremy helped me out. It's Elliot and Rural, correct? I believe it was called Vine Tavern. Vine Tavern. What did I say? Oh, the Vine. No, 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 no. Yeah, Vine Tavern. Elliot yeah. and Rural. You're yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so right there, the, at at the Vine on uh, on Elliot. Great place. And uh, yeah, it was packed with Phoenix Rising fans. They uh, just to paint a picture, of you guys for the for you guys that uh, have not been there. There was one big room in the front and kind of like a little little bit the bar area and a second section in the back. They had uh, not taped off, but they like uh, almost reserved an area for the watch party for us. We filled up all those tables that we had to take another section that pretty much filled up also. So was, that place was packed with Phoenix Rising fans right there. Uh, there to cheer on their team, so it was a good experience. And the front office even sent a couple of representatives from the uh, from the box office. Uh, they were there not only signing up people for memberships. We raffled off some uh, sweet tickets, so uh, so uh, one lucky member of Phoenix Rising fan group was able to take home two free sweet tickets Ooh. right there. And uh, in that new stadium, those sweets are awesome, bro. Hey, sweets, you get sweet, those baby. those those nice those nice chairs right there. Food service, the the drink service right there, and then you get to watch it, and uh, it's just great. Sweets so, anywhere, yeah, are the best, yeah. So, uh, so I mean, if you guys, uh, if you guys had didn't get a chance to check that out, uh, next uh, next away game, we're gonna be doing the same thing, uh, nine seventy five East Elliott, so that right on Elliott and Rural Divine. Danny, real quick, uh, besides Divine, you've been to the stadium. Give 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 the fans who haven't been there, give them a little picture of of the new. The new stadium. I mean, how was it? And where it is, because I'd like to go. Yeah, uh, so the new stadium out by Wild Horse Pass is very similar to the old one, but it it, it just has this freshness. You go through, there's actually a tunnel to go through, and the stadium, you know, opens up. You get that experience in every stadium when you go through the little aisles, the little tunnels, Mm -hmm. and the stadium just opens up in front of you. That is exactly what we were able to experience. The uh, They got the, the new suites built in. All of the regular bleacher seats that were there are still there, but the supporter section on the south end, as loud and proud as ever before, with all of the the singing, the drums, the chants, and the bullying of the of the opposing goalkeepers, <laughs> one of my favorite parts, sitting right underneath this giant screen where they hold all the players, they do replays, the score, like everything right there. So it has a big stadium feel to it, and. Uh, just uh, released this week. Also starting, I believe, uh, June 22nd. I'll double check right now, but we are going to be at 100% capacity for that stadium for Phoenix Rising. Woo! That is beautiful, man. So I'm going to go ahead and shout out the next couple games that they got coming up, if that's cool. Um, oh, and real quick before I do that, hey, shout out to um, soccer goalies, man. Because I've spent at least, I want to say, four to five games in the uh, fan section. And I mean, like, the fanatic section. Oh, man. they uh, We heckled the shit out of them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we heckled the shit out of them, man. It is, you know what? The goalie is hey, one of the toughest. They uh, take positions. it in stride, man. They take it in stride, bro. It, mm-hmm. oh, they're a really good guy, man. So shout out to hey, shout out to soccer, man. They're just all <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and just to correct myself, it was uh, June fifth when we're gonna allow full capacity. I know. I was, was about to. I was about to get into the schedule right it, now. It, Danny it, cutting me off. It was originally no, no, because it was originally May twenty second that they had announced. Ah. But then they corrected themselves that it was no, it was June fifth. It's gonna be the first game. 
Well, that sucks. It wasn't May twenty second because that would have been the next game. That would have been yeah, yeah, the so game that, coming <laughs> up on Saturday, May twenty second against the Las Vegas Lights. Yep. Then they go ahead and take Saturday, May 29th against Sacramento. And then they got June fifth against San Diego Loyal. What a great game to allow full capacity for Landon Donovan to get his tail between his legs, ass back into the stadium with the full force hey, of the fandom. I wonder what excuse he's going to use this time you know what? to avoid a loss. It would be fine for him to like give us an excuse. But like I said, last time when, uh, when we were at the stadium, when we beat San Diego in our opening game, we asked him for comment. We asked him for questions. We asked for anything. No, he just... Rode his little ass right out of the stadium, did not turn at us, did not look at us. He just went right out. How did you feel about Landon Donovan when he was playing? How did you feel about when him? When he was playing, player? he was the oh, biggest, yeah, no, he was was, the biggest yeah. villain because me, I'm a Mexico supporter. So yeah. uh, him being the That's the, what I was about to say right there. That I just, actually <laughs> loved him because you know. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about Captain America here who just like kicked Mexico's ass I up and down just, the street. I was just about to say, I was like, bro, this is like a kind of weird territory, man. Because I'm talking about, hey, America. <laughs> I, I, I look at him in the same sense that I saw Kobe Bryant. You know, I, I fucking hated his guts. He was a great villain, but he's a great villain. Great villain, fantastic man. villain, and uh, yeah. But yeah. And I so I still be able to see him because he's repping San Diego, and you know I hate all California teams. So all, all that, all really, that every single one. Yeah, no, I just learned that like a month ago. I didn't know that about Danny that he did. Yeah, he hates every I think he he, in, he hates everything just, LA. I can uh No, I, not everything everything California. I don't I, know. Why. Uh, I I I can I can not support uh tolerate. I can tolerate LAFC because they just got so many cool things going for them right there, but uh that's about it. What did California do to you? Uh they brought their their fans over here so they fill up our stadiums and they start chanting wipe California's better just because they can't afford to live in their own home state, so don't California, my Arizona. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey. U, U, USC fans uh, are assholes. Really? I will say that, yeah. All California fans are. UCLA, well, I, I, all, all. I went to U of A, and I was in the uh, marching band, so I we we travel. You and, know what's weird? Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go well, ahead. Well, no, 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 that's no, it. No, no, you, no, no, just USC fans are, are, are dicks, so. Oh, so you were there. You, were, you went to the college or what? Y yeah. And they were dicks? They were complete dicks. Well, and they would... When they would come to uh, U of A too, they were just just assholes. <laughs> I hate assholes. I hate assholes too. You know what's weird though is like as we talk about this right now, I've never hated like those teams as much as I hate the Cowboys. I don't know. It's I don't know. I, I hate the. I've never really had a problem with LA as much as the Lakers and and. And uh, the Clippers, I think they did it twice. No, I think they did it one time. Like, they stopped us from achieving that great goal as a Suns fan. Like, we were getting there, and the Lakers and the Clippers killed us. And I've never really, really, really hated them that much, bro. Not as much as the Cowboys. I can admit that. I think it's. Well, I mean, that, that, hey, that's a divisional it, thing, I think. When I, it, no, it, it, it's it's ironic that they're called America's team because they're they're really America's most hated team, really. I, that's what I was gonna say. Is it more of a like a? Uh, I don't know. Man. I agree. I I hate the Cowboys just because they're the Cowboys. Is it is it more of a fan base thing? I I believe it is as well, and it's and you feel it a lot here in yeah. Phoenix because before the Cardinals came to Arizona, Arizona didn't have a team, so everyone here was a Cowboys fan before they moved. So that's why 
I give people why, slack. Why was that closest state? All of, I I think so. It probably <laughs> that's, was. That's the only thing I can think. It, of. And, and, and it's the closest one. And they didn't fans, like the Broncos. Where yeah. <laughs> no, where their fans are so obnoxious because even though there were like L.A. people here, were like when uh, Oakland was was in L.A., you know, they had all all those people from California. They weren't as obnoxious as Dallas Cowboy fans, so I think they kind of just took over that this this unclaimed territory. So I will cut people some slack when they're like saying they're diehard Cowboys fans. Why are you? Because my dad was. You know what? I get that because he probably didn't have a team in Arizona to root for. So he established a Cowboys team, and he just kept loyal through through and through. So what you're saying is Jerry Jones found some land that was already inhabited and then planted a flag and said, this is my place? <laughs> is that what you're telling me? Just like his ancestors. Ah! <laughs> All right. Well, that's what it's... <laughs> that's exactly what I meant. <laughs> but, uh, but I'll cut people slack from there, but you're still an obnoxious Cowboy fan. No, this is not your year. Get out of here with your, like, oh, my God, you... You've seen it, the the Dallas Cowboys starter fan starter pack. Oh yeah, for sure. All bro. of them, yeah, and they're out here. Dak Prescott MVP. This is our year. They're going for six and blah blah blah. Like, hey. what was that thing Dak hey. said about his his uh, that uh, he oh, said? Oh, that I can't feed my family. <laughs> yeah, he was oh, just like, I can't feed my family with thirty five million dollars. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> How big is your fucking family, Dak? <laughs> How many babies? Hey, uh, what's going Phillip, on here? Philip Rivers could do that without that huge of a contract. <laughs> Trust me, you're fine. Yeah, Philip's got what not nine? Philip has a whole offensive or line. Seven, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's got what is eleven? He has eleven. Eleven kids. Eleven, 11 kids. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, he he needs that football salary. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think he has nine kids, and then him and his yeah. wife make eleven. Oh, okay. Because that's what they would say. Like his whole family fill a roster. So, yeah, I think he has nine kids, uh, and then him and his wife make a uh, That's hilarious. But I think he's working on the defense right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> How much you want to bet he gets a reality show after he retires? Phillip and uh, well, he already something retired, makes he 11. Back? Oh, he's done. He's done, right? Yeah, he's done. Man, he, man, oh, hey, that's right. I, hey, we don't know. Jason Witten came back after that one year. That was weird. Right. You never know. <laughs> he's Especially told, now. He, he tried to be told the room on fail. Well, and Gronk yeah. retired, too. And he kept hey, yep, there's but, hey, but imagine hey, so having did, a Hall of Fame quarterback call you and say, "Hey, I need you." So did oh yeah, no, hey, I'm not quote unquote. So did Edelman. Ah, well, he I just like retired. That. I know the, the, the Gronk only retired for a year, right? Yeah, that's all. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna. I'm not. I, 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 no, no. I, I don't judge anybody or, or think it's bad that they no, unretire. Yeah, no. It's, no, no, I'm not I'm saying just, that. The, I'm just saying it's happening a lot more who's now. The one that uh, the quarterback that retired to go on uh, CBS and then. Went back halfway through to to re to play again. No, that was that was Jason Witten. That was the tight end. No, J- no, no. There was another one. Uh, you said quarterback. Was it Jay Cutler? Quarterback? Wasn't he a quarterback? Yeah, Jay Cutler was a quarterback. Yeah, didn't didn't he retire? He went on commentary and he came back halfway through the season. I don't remember him doing commentary. I do remember him retiring, and then I think the Dolphins called him and he came. I, back I, 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 I think, think he was on like a reality show. I remember no, seeing him. Uh, what what might have been is that he had his. Uh, oh, he did have it. Uh, he, he had his contract with, set that he was gonna go to do commentary because he was married to that actress. But yeah. Then he then he came back. I don't. I don't know. I but, don't know. But you know what? Who's really retired and they're gonna stay retired? Len Donovan. He's done. He did a lot for America. So I I like him, but, hey, he's been a real villain to the Phoenix Rising, and, yep. hey, it's Phoenix Rising over here, bro. So we're going to see him go gone. But <laughs> you know what? Who we really want to see go gone? Danny, you know who – Danny, you've been, you've been harping on this guy. Yes, sir. And you wanted him gone halfway through the season. 
Yes, sir. Even before that. And we was like, if he makes the playoffs, maybe. But yep. I think it's official. They're not making the playoffs. Yeah. Rick Tockett is gone. Rick Tockett, no longer the head coach of the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, it uh, In the statement, of course, it said... They party mutual ways. Of course, they're going to say that. They're going to say any bullshit to save face for him. He did a good job for a while. He overstayed his welcome because he really was not doing what we needed to. He is not a head coach for the NHL. He is a fantastic assistant. He is a fantastic person to bounce ideas off of for you building your team. All right, hold on. Wait, wait. Let me cut you off. Let me cut you off. Let me cut you off. Okay. If, If he would do it. If he would do it. If he would, if he would take the demotion and stay on the team, would you want him here? Yes. Really? I will say that with full confidence. Wow. Because this is with the full confidence of saying, what man is going to say, hey, we want you back next year, but answering to somebody else who had your job last year. We we want you here at at a capacity, but uh, who's going to say yes to that? Hey, somebody, somebody who's. more more focused on winning than pride. No, I don't I don't think there's there's I don't think that ratio exists. I don't I don't think you come back not to the same team. He can go be an assistant at another team. I don't think he would do it for the same team. What happens if he knows? Alright, so just end of the day, yes, you would take that. Uh yeah, I'll take him as an assistant. Yeah, because someone else is calling the actual shots. He's good at being a soundboard to bounce ideas off of, have a conversation, and, you know, someone who can make you think about things in probably a different way, but not the one making the shots and actually inspiring a team. Because we talked about it, this team, we didn't expect much from them going in. We saw what they could kind of do when they actually try, and this head coach just did not have it to make them that team night in and night out. So if you can't inspire your team as a head coach every single night, then then you're not a good head coach. And that's what happened here. They did end their season already. Stanley Cup playoffs are already underway. And uh but yeah. Uh the I think the very next day is when they announced that Rick Tucker would not be coming back as the head coach. We'll see who they who they bring in. I know Alex Morello has been eyeing some guys. Uh he's always wanted to to bring in his own team ever since he bought the team a couple years ago. So uh we'll see what what kind of shape the coyotes uh take. It's always a dangerous thing when an owner wants to get involved so let's really hope he's one of those those hands-on owner who actually like there's one owner i really like well no there's a couple owners i like and i'm gonna go to nba real quick uh mark cuban obviously i love him fantastic right yep right um Answer. i forget the <laughs> i agree i agree all right three men agree all right hey, let's <laughs> <try to> pull- <laughs> um L.A. Clippers owner. I forget the man's name. Oh, uh, the, the one that bought. Uh, yeah. The one that yes. bought for like $3 billion or something? Yeah, as Danny looks yeah. it up, Danny knows exactly. Ball guy, about. right? Yep. Bro, yeah. he's at every game. He cares about I his like team. I like that guy, yeah. And he knows how to like just kind of move out the way. And, but he cares, though. You know what I'm saying? It, so that's Steve Ballmer. Ah, Ballmer. Steve Ballmer. I like him. I like him. He, see, I like he, him see, he just seems like he's genuinely cares about basketball. You know what I'm saying, and that's all. That's always good to have an owner like that. So let's hope that the uh, the Coyotes owner, you know, let's hope that his moves. I mean, just because you like like, just imagine you're Danny, right? You're Danny with a bajillion dollars. I like that. And you buy the Coyotes. Yes, sir. Just because you have a bajillion dollars and you watch 
coyote and you know we sit here talk doesn't mean you know how to run a team exactly i'm saying so it's just i want the team to succeed in so my only responsibility is opening my wallet and hiring people who can make it happen yeah and and that is that that is you know and leaving him in their hands because exactly uh, going back to the nba that is why sarvers hated so much because Mm -hmm. he for the longest time did not let his people do their jobs. Mm-hmm. He was so hands-on and so want to be in charge of everything. And here we have, didn't know what he was doing. And I'm okay with that. I want to be a little hands-on. Like, I mean, I know a little bit. I wouldn't mind having a little say in something because, hey, I am paying for everything. But it, hey, hey, you have to understand that you're paying for opinion. You're paying for, for knowledge. You're paying for your, your piece of the pie is very small. You know what I'm saying? Just because, just because you're the bank. Well, in, in terms of decision making, because they're piece of the pie in terms of revenue. No, that's what, that's what they get there. <laughs> see, see, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dan just cutting me off now. Let me finish what I'm saying. And that's what I'm trying to say. Your piece of the pie, even though, like, yeah, no, you're paying the contract. It's still very small compared to the larger, larger, you know, pie that is a championship. You know what yep. I'm saying? Your, your, your bank rolling. Is is maybe point zero 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 one percent of the, of that's what it means because I mean you know everything has salary cap and stuff like that so everybody's you know everybody has the same amount that they gotta it's all about the GMs and the coaches and the scouts and the and 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 the training and then the health staff and the medical that can make that work so yeah no I I mean if it was my team I'd I'd like but I mean. It's always a little dangerous when an owner wants to build his own team. And that's what you said about him. That That's that's kind of the phrase that worried me when you said he wants to build his own team. Because the, immediately, I thought of Jerry Jones. All right. Well, uh, immediately. And then just to clarify, when I say his own team is his own team, like his front office, not his own team. Like he's going to be picking the players. Are and you whatnot. sure? And it's like, no, no, no. Yeah. Like that's what I'm saying. Like he, he wanted, he gave, he who must not be named a shot. He ended up leaving halfway through. He uh-huh. fucked the entire organization for, true. for a couple of years. But, uh, um, but yeah, a, a new GM and Bill Armstrong, uh, whoever the new head coach is going to be, if he's going to bring in his own assistants and everything. So uh, it's it's all going to be able to get the check mark of the owner. So it's what he's always wanted. And I think next year is going to be a good uh, indicator of where the Coyotes organization is going to be headed off for uh, the next, uh, well, for the foreseeable future, just to put it that way. Uh, but yes, thus ends another season of Arizona Coyotes hockey. And uh, the only thing I will say is that they brought us more joy than we anticipated and for that thank you to the coyotes thank you to that organization and uh we'll see you next year you know what i actually wanted to stop real quick right there i want to apologize to everybody i really do because i remember there was a episode where we talked about it and we said there was a four-game stretch that they needed to <laughs> do something <laughs> that needed to happen. And I remember saying, he was like, yeah, you know what? They're going to go two and two. I was like, you know what? They're going to win all four. <laughs> and if they lose this first game, they're going to win the next four. So they're going to win the fifth game. <laughs> they proceeded to lose six was six games. <laughs> <laughs> And that's just kind of just derailing any type of hope and just 
It's hard to predict games. Bro. I'm, hey, it was, it's 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 tough to watch because the fight that they showed when we were at the game, and you know what we seen, it, it they had fight in them. I just. But it wasn't every game. That's the problem. So, you know what? We were lucky enough to see a live that yeah. they fought that night. But you can't do that half the games and expect to get you know anything out of the season. I wanted uh, I want to thank Sticks and Kicks for getting me more invested into hockey than I was. I did. I watched a bunch of games this season, uh, not just Coyotes. You know what I'm saying? I am. Uh, I'm a New Jersey Devil. Deal with it. And uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Montreal Canadian. Hey. All right. Deal with it. <laughs> How about that? so hey man uh shout out to the coyotes good luck next season guys uh yes sir and with that let's go ahead and move on to baseball the diamondbacks just wrapped up a game against the nationals they actually fell three to zero to that game bringing them to the record of 18 and 23 uh which i think is still uh, fourth in the uh, national league west uh, with a good Dodger seasons coming up right there, but uh, something that we were just because before, like right as we, as we're recording right now, uh, while we were doing our prep, Jeremy, we saw the starting pitcher leave the game. It was um Luke Weaver, and it was very weird. Like we didn't get an explanation. We're still gonna have to look into that, but he seemed he was doing a good job through four innings. He just got pulled. What happened, dude? Any uh fans, anybody, if you're listening to this. Um, if you have any type of information, I would I would love to know what happened. I'm trying to look it up. You saw the same thing I saw, right? It, it, he was having a decent outing. It was still zero zero. I believe it was uh, top of the fourth, right? Yeah, the fourth inning. Yeah, it was still the fourth inning, and I don't know. He just he got pulled, and then as he exited the game uh, to the bullpen, he it looks like he grabbed all his equipment. He grabbed his stuff. And he left. He left the dugout. He was. It well, you know, I got. I got it right here. It was announced at the top of the eighth inning that he had left with right shoulder discomfort. Ah. So that's what it is. But even though we were talking about it when pitchers leave with injury, they like kind of go into the locker room right there. But it looked weird because he had his bag. He had all of his equipment, his glove in the bag. Like if he got. Nah, honestly, it just looked to me like he looked pissed. And, uh, right? well, they, yeah. they he did look he That's did the look only pissed, th- yeah. okay, and, and at this point It's understandable Because Ugh. he was doing good Through four innings And to be, yeah. t- to be taken out By injury And like that uh, It seemed like it was COVID protocol uh, Was what you I thought You did say that like, You know what That might have been Because like to be pulled That abruptly for that But uh, It looked weird for an injury Because he didn't look Like he had an injury Yeah anything. But hey I'm not gonna lie If that was COVID protocol Then like there, We would have just lost Like eight to nine guys it was weird to see Luke Weaver leave the game like that, especially in that type of like uh like setting because he looked pissed, didn't he? Like he walked yeah. off and hey. his boy tried to give him a high five, you know, try to <laughs> give him a high five. He just swatted his hand away, kind of almost. Dude, it looked like the shoulder that was having discomfort is the, is like when he, the one that he like like snatched the bag with. It's <laughs> 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 like ah shit, bro, you gonna separate your shoulder right there? Then. <laughs> But um, maybe it's COVID protocol, and that's and then he separated his shoulder. Hey, unfortunately, that didn't matter. I really want to talk about yesterday. Just <laughs> well, before ah. before we get to yesterday, let's start with Friday's game because that was the first game of the series, ah. bro. Me and you, we were watching on and off because it was just <clears throat> an obliteration. That is the best way I could put that. 
Final score, 17-2. to two. That's the game I want to talk about. I'm sorry. I meant Friday. Yeah, Friday's Bro, game. 17-2. And, hey, 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 hey. It wasn't even that close. <laughs> it wasn't even that close. <laughs> what was the score? What, wasn't it like a... 11 nothing. It was what 11 was it? nothing when oh, we when we first turned it on God, and then like bro. bro and then it was like bro it was like it was like the 5th inning. Oh. It was oh it was so much laugh on it. It was like looking at the clock and it was like damn we really got to sit here and play this shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, they no, got hey, hey, Those no are the worst cuz there's bro, no coming. When you back open and have a allow 6 runs in the first inning, you're going to have a bad night. That's that's just that's just it. Ladies and gentlemen, you're gonna have <laughs> and uh but but yeah that uh that that uh, what more can you say it's just at the end of the day it's just one of those games you just put it in the back of your mind bro david peralta had to come out and pitch in the in the in the ninth inning just to you know get the game over which with. he did stunningly and by the way yeah he got out of it and then uh what brought up like he he used to be a pitcher so there was a while where he there went we through go. like I don't remember the record, but he went through a few games pitching, like unending a, a game or something like that. We he had a pretty good ERA racked up at the end of it. So, um, well, we got a whole bunch of injuries on the on the list. You know what I'm saying? If you don't mind, I'm gonna rattle off a couple of these guys. All right. Well, well, well before before you get into that, just uh, to follow up because it's been a weird series. That first game on Friday, seventeen to two, and then they come back the very next day to win eleven to four. With uh, Seth Frank uh, Frankoff making a spot start, like they needed to get their 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 rotation, Some, you know, hey, give a little, hey. something extra. So they they needed a, a spark. Days, just they something there. So so he he comes in and uh, was able to. I, I believe he pitched for uh, four and uh, he got into the fifth inning, uh, but before he left the game and the bullpen took care of the rest. But eleven to four, the bats definitely woke up for that game. And uh, then to add to the strangest, Luke Weaver had to leave this game and. Uh, uh, it was all three runs from the Nationals today. I don't know if I mentioned it, but it was a 3-0 victory today for the Nationals. All three runs came in the eighth inning. Uh, but, yeah, that was one thing I definitely wanted to address because over the past week, so many of our guys on injury, like, bro, we're a walking clinic. Uh, go ahead and talk to them about this. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and mention off a couple guys, man. I mean, just like, bro, first of all, this is one guy that, I, I mean, I don't know about you, but I think we need him. Zach Gallen. Pitcher on the ten day DL, yeah, I mean that's that's just our terrible. ace. That's our ace. That's the guy. You know what I'm saying? We got Tyler Clippard missing sixty day, the sixty day, bro. His shoulder. I mean Christian Walker, ten day oblique, bro. Chris Devespi, sixty day. Cole Calhoun, another sixty day. JB Bukaskis, ten day. Carson Kelly. That, that's a big one for us. Uh, I know this one's a big one. This one is also because this guy was hitting well. Asdrubal Cabral. Uh, Bro, what, he, so he, one more time. I, what is it? Say it. Asdrubal. There we go. Uh, Asdrubal Cabrera. Bro, he has been, even though he is 35 years old, he has brought leadership. He has brought constant hitting, good defense. Bro, he has brought that spark into this con this infield that, that, that just... I want to say he's the, he was the anchor of that infield. All right. I want to say this real quick, and this is not being super cocky. I want uh, everybody. about to throw beer at you. Everybody right? in this room. Uh, everybody in this room. I'm about, what do I? Everybody in this room is, is about getting that age. Danny, you're, you're 30 years old, right? You're cool. 30, right? Turned 30 this year. Exactly. Max, you're about 33. 
32. I'm about to be 34. You're about to be 33. Bro, tell me that, like, if you took care of your body correctly, you ate right, you drank right, you took care of your body on a daily because you were an athlete. Tell me you don't feel like like 35, 36 is not an impossible number. It's like, why is everybody tripping on these 33, 34-year-old guys like balling out of out of Because they're like, going up against 20-year-old guys who are doing the same thing and lifting more, running more, doing more than they ever did in their youth. I don't I don't think that they might have more energy, uh, energy these younger guys, but yeah, I don't think it's necessarily it, right? old. I, I, I just I I honestly I kind of I kind of call- agree with that. I think it's just the stamina factor. I feel like, like bro, like Chris Paul. I think Chris Paul followed a LeBron James technique because you know they're like best friends and stuff. Bro, he went vegan. He um he he does that cryo. Bro, he spends like a million dollars on recovery, regeneration, recuperate, like everything legally, or as we know about it, shit. Who knows? But you know, what I'm saying like on paper, he's not taking any steroids. Everything like he's doing, bro. I don't see why everybody's tripping out. Like I was, I feel like in as small as I am, if I just took care of my body right, I took care of healthy. I don't see why a thirty, a thirty-three year old, thirty-five year old can't like hang with these kids. All I see, no, is no, the, no, no. all I see is the energy factors. That's what I'm saying. The, the only, the, only I agree with you to a point because if uh, if you're at a, at a certain level, because uh, when uh, right now uh, I'm trying to get, get back into playing soccer after you know. More and more people getting vaccinated, it's safer yeah. to like start being out there again. But even a couple years ago when I would be playing soccer, there were 35, 40-year-olds, 45-year-olds on the field because they don't have to keep up with professionals. They have to just keep up with the Sunday League drunken <laughs> teams no, that they, not, they're presenting. But you know what, them. though? But imagine a guy doing that his whole life, though. Like LeBron. Well, they, these guys do that his whole life. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's my point. Like, that's, that's what I'm saying. Why is it unheard of? For these thirty-year-old guys who have been, who have been doing this their whole, they've been training like this their whole life. Why is it like unheard of for these guys to like lasting into their like, Be- like because like the, the, it's the age-old saying you you lose a step or two. That's that's what it is. That's the natural point of order. That step or two is the difference when this new rookie comes out and he can play forty-five minutes a game and he can ball out and he can do all this stuff. That is why, like, not a lot. Because there are a select few people, and you mentioned them. But that's not most of the league. Do you agree with me that is a, it's starting to become a little more common? Yes. For guys, like, like look at a perfect example. My buddy Aaron Rodgers. He's 37 years old. And, I, bro, they're trying to sign him to, like, a five-year extension. Well, that's because he's threatening to leave. Hey, he's an MVP. Well, we, 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 they, they need to, yeah, we, we, we want him. Well, we no, is that why you signed Blake Bortles? Yeah, so we can tra- trade Jordan Love and make Aaron Rodgers happy. <laughs> hey, 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 no, so they trade Jordan Love so they can get that wide receiver back. Yes. <laughs> yes, what that his, is the ideal again? situation. What was his name again? The wide receiver that Aaron Rodgers missed? The one that he oh, praised. Uh, 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 yeah, fuck. nobody remembers. That's my point. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, that's what I'm saying though. Like, it's not unheard of lately. But like these position, like first of all, let's talk about the one who's doing it a lot. Like, I mean, Tom Brady is 42, about to be 43. Whatever, bro. He's, I mean, it's just 
it is more common to your that's, to your that's, point. That's, yeah. that's well, kind of okay, where I'm trying well, to boil this whole conversation. And, it's, and, it's, and a lot of that comes down to what we know now, because guys in the 70s and 80s, yeah. They would finish a game. They would go polish off of a ton of beer, smoke. They would drink while they, would, they were playing. Oh, they would smoke. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that one famous picture of the quarterback like smoking a smoking cigarette. A cigarette yeah, like, I think there are several the famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, mira, as the like, Carrera, bro. What is it? What do you say? Thirty. Thirty-five. Thirty-five, bro. And the way he's coming and put an impact on this organization, not just. And that's what I hate is people talk about old guys when they come in. Oh, yeah, no, their leadership veteran is just... Nah, bro, this motherfucker can hit. Yeah, oh, that's, all, that's all they say play, is their bro. veadering, uh, their leadership. Yeah. Hey, no, 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 but they're going to bring that's what I'm in saying, that like, veteran a, apart presence. From, apart from all of that, <laughs> that he was being the anchor of that defense. Yeah, and he's I mean, it's true, it, but... but it, it, oh, it, it's it, more than just that. It's more than yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I'm saying. That That's kind of what the point I'm trying to make is Adrubo Cabrera, he's making it very clear. That old man can ball. Yep, and they can. There are ball. some old men who that is true of, though. I believe Max Serger is like thirty-seven right now, bro. That dude, yeah, he's been yeah, no, in Max the league forever. At the top Jeez, of his bro. game. That day, top of the top, right? Yep. I'm it, saying, you know, top hey, three for Stras- sure. Strasburg, I believe, is like thirty-two. Like, I mean, these guys, bro. These guys are athletes, man, and and as long as they care for themselves, man, I mean. We'll be lucky to have Chris Paul for another three years. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm 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 completely fine with that. And just to cap it off right here with this uh, D-backs injury, Ketel Marte looks to be coming out of his. Uh, also, he he seems to be ready to play a Triple A game and uh, you know get his feet back underneath him. And we we need him back. Definitely need this. Well, uh, yeah, he's on the ten day DL, and, uh, so hopefully he'll be back too. Um, the one that I like though, the one that I really like is a. Uh, Taylor Widener, man, he remember I we talked about him earlier and yep. we talked about him earlier in a couple episodes and I actually mistaken one of his games and I said oh yeah he lost his first game no uh, he actually pitched the very next game I you know he was the pitcher up next and he actually won that game and then I believe he won the next game and then I uh, the very next game after that he had a very nice battle with Max Scherzer speaking to him yep yeah and he ended up uh, he didn't pull it good, out that was good pitchers he though. didn't pull it out but I think every real baseball fan will watch that game and be like oh no he he hey he did everything he pitched he could do the gem yeah yep. so way hey, we'd love to see him back especially um, uh, Cattell Marte and all the guys that we mentioned so yeah man that's what I got for uh Diamondbacks, man. You want to go ahead and mention the next couple games coming up? Well, I mean, we got a uh, series against the Dodgers, four-game series against the most hated rivals of the Arizona Diamondbacks, which will be the uh, the L.A. Dodgers coming in for four. And uh, it's going to be very interesting because the Dodgers, even though on paper, and we talk about this all the time, on paper, they have the most expensive and the best team in Major League Baseball. It doesn't always translate. They've had a few injuries uh, they've uh, actually not been doing too great. Uh, they, they've been uh, a bit of a losing. That's why they say on paper, nice. because they have to, because it doesn't always translate to the field. They 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 had to keep on top of uh, on top of everything right there. But uh, the Dodgers, which were projected to just blow everyone away, win a hundred and some odd game. I think it was a hundred. Uh, what was it? About a hundred and three games that they were projected to win or whatever. Wow. But uh, but yeah, they're sitting in third place. Twenty two wins. 18 losses. Uh, so, behind the Giants, behind the Padres, bro, who the fuck thought the Giants would be in first place this season? Who are the Giants? 
Who do they got? The 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 Giants have this weird cyclical right kind of thing just where like, they they're just always in it at some point. It doesn't matter who's on the team, but it's like they're, it they're just there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like the Cardinals are kind of the same way, except they they always get a lot of talent, but um, but they're always in it. But I guess it's for a reason. Yeah, so I mean, right now I would have never picked the fucking the Giants to be to be first. It was a one-two battle between the Dodgers and the Padres. Then I would have put the Giants and uh, Diamondbacks fighting with the Rockies in the further, you know, that Final Four spot right there. So I don't know what's going on, but some news that this did come out this weekend. Max, you could tell me all about this. Uh, or or what you think of this? Dodgers picking up Albert Pujols mm. after he got released by the Angels, bro. I what more do they fucking want? Talk about the most expensive team. Jesus Christ! Uh, I love Pujols. I love Albert Pujols. I I think anybody who picks him up is it's a great pickup. You can't go wrong with him. Um, he he's I, I don't I don't know if he's injured. Why why the Angels let him go? But um, I think it's a monster signing, but yeah. Well, who else do they really need? Um, I mean, if you ask me, they didn't even need Pujols, but they just because they're the Dodgers that they, they don't. can. Yeah, yeah. How, do you know what the deal was? I would have to look it up right here. But uh, while I do, Jeremy, what do you think about this move, Albert Pujols to the Dodgers? Yeah, no, I mean, as much as I hate the Dodgers, I would have did the same exact thing. I think it's a smart move. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, hey, the DH exists. Why not? Not in the National League? But do they not play the American League? Uh, how, well, how many days a year? You, you tell me this is all they got them for? I mean, I've seen less. They literally signed people to pitch one inning or, like, to pitch at one guy. And talking about old guys, how old is Pujols? Uh, uh, he's yeah, like he's, in his he's, 40s. Is he? I think he's 42. Damn. 42? I thought he was out of the league, to be honest. I thought he was 41. Know, I didn't realize he was still playing. I love him. I love I love him, too. I was just saying, yeah. All right, and I just pulled it up right here. Uh, Pujols will be getting a prorated league minimum. Sounds like he just wants to play ball. Yeah, right? That just sounds like he just wants so to So he's just trying to get yeah. back on the field, trying to prove that he still got it or... Yeah, hey, I, hey, I would say that. Or, or, or part of it. ring chasing. They, uh, oh, damn you, yeah. Danny! All right. Why it's is all yeah. to me. That's brilliant. It, it, Ladies yeah, and gentlemen, his is. mic is faster than mine. <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, you know what? Ladies and gentlemen, speaking of rings, <laughs> let's go ahead and talk about something that's. I mean, rings are fantastic. Everybody loves a ring, but when you get old, you get withered. You. You like to think about what you did in the past. Everybody thinks about how great the past was. And nothing is better than millions of people acknowledging your past and knowing that you've done great. And nothing makes you feel better than a motherfucking gold jacket. Mm. A gold fucking jacket, man. And... I say this because last night was the official Hall of Fame of 2020. And man, the Hall of Fame is something else. And the Hall of Fame happened last night. That's why I say that. We have four members that I, that I mean, 
they all deserve it. They were all there. They all played their role. They all made the game better. One of them, unfortunately, he's no longer with us. But uh, he definitely made an impact. And I think that was kind of one of the highlights of the night where um, Kobe Bryant was inducted into the uh, NBA Neisman 2020 class Hall of Fame. And his wife and surviving daughters, one of them in particular, um, received the gold jacket. Danny, did you watch the ceremony or? I was able to catch the 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 full ceremony since I was uh, preoccupied with the Suns game. But no, yeah, I, I did see the highlights of it and uh, Vanessa Bryant delivering a beautiful, beautiful speech. And uh, honoring her late husband, honoring what he brought to the game, and of course her daughter getting the, the jacket, draping the jacket over her shirt, man. Yep. So that that, that was, that, that, was uh, that was absolutely was. beautiful moment to see in uh, the NBA. And like I said, we touched on it earlier. Kobe Bryant, one of the greatest villains. As Phoenix Suns fans, we love to hate him. And uh, but at the end of the day, even as diehard sports fans as we are, we know we're all human beings, and we wouldn't wish anything like this on anybody. So it would have been great for him to have seen it with his own eyes. And, you know, drank it and everything that he earned throughout his life. So, I mean, unfortunately, he wasn't able to, he wasn't able to do that in person. He was able to do that uh, vicariously through his family who obviously care, carry, and, you know, live on his legacy for him. It was, it was just a beautiful thing to see. And we, we love we love Kobe. We love to hate him. You know, sorry to see him gone, but um, not just him. There were also some other greats that were uh, in, that were inducted as well. Among them, you know, we talked about uh, that first win that uh, the uh, we were talking off air about the the two wins against the Spurs. The first one was without Greg Popovich. He ended up flying out to the ceremony in order to see one of his longtime pupils, one of his best friends, how he describes it, uh, someone that he looked at as a son. Side note, real quick: as much as I hate the fucking Spurs, and I we when, hate the fucking Spurs. When it when, when it comes Shit. to the Lakers and the Spurs, I think the Spurs got it by just like hey, just I don't know, just like maybe ten percent or whatever. Uh, I would I would still I would still edge it over to the Lakers. But I know you made that very clear. I love Greg Popovich, man. I do. I think he's oh, one a of great the greatest coaches. Coach. I yeah. think I have so much respect for that man. Bro, he, really the way do, he's man. letting his hair grow out and his beard, he's going to be a fucking wizard at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, quote from, uh, tonight, quote from uh, this morning's game from my boy Eddie Johnson as they were panning the camera over to uh, Greg Popovich and he had his hair hanging. He was like, man, he has to have a Harley parked outside. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Johnson, we love you oh, here, bro. Oh, it sticks and kicks, man. We love you, man. Oh, that was hilarious, man. So, so yeah, yeah no, he, hey. he went out and uh, he was able to see Tim Duncan be enshrined into the Hall of Fame as well. Another good speech. And uh, just to uh, reiterate on that, Eddie Johnson comment, because he made another one during the game, is uh, talking about Tim Duncan, such a reserved guy, such a guy that doesn't like to talk so much. Like, I want, he, he said, I wanted to see his speech just to see if he was going to say more than four words. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember so that quote as well. But, uh, but yeah, Timmy Dunk, obviously another very, very deserving individual, even though we may have our feelings about him on the court. Another, yeah, great individual, you know, another Some great speech that he gave. the greatest power forward to ever go down in the you game. Know, probably. It's, it's, it's I hard mean, to argue. I'm not going to lie. 
it, it's an it's a conversation. It's, it's definitely it's in a the conversation. conversation. I will, I'm he, not going to. Here's give how it I to would him. describe it: it's debatable, but it would be a hard debate. Exactly. It's a, and that's it. As long as it's debatable, that means you've done something right. Because everybody, no one's ever going to agree 100. percent It's so hard to, yeah. It, no one's ever going to agree, but it's so hard to because yeah. there's so many great ones. But uh, you know, you know what's funny about that? The guy who was inducted with them was also a power forward. And we go ahead to our uh, third, and uh, you know what? Obviously very deserving, Mr. Kevin Garnett getting into the hall. Uh, G-Unit. You know what? I have nothing bad to say about this. I loved watching Kevin Garnett play. I I got a couple. All right. Not bad to say. He was great in uh, Uncut Gems. (laughs) (laughs) Did a fantastic job. I um, I think it was very, very petty of him to disclude or exclude. I apologize. Disclude is not a word. Please mm. fix me. Exclude uh, Rajon Rondo and Ray Allen out of his Hall of Fame speech. He has one ring in his life, and to acknowledge everybody but them two. So he individually acknowledged everybody else but them no. or did he not acknowledge anybody the the thing was that that was the original big three i think the nah, original no nah. i don't think that was the original because i mean i think they were definitely uh, maybe not original but i mean i mean scotty pippen michael jordan and dennis rodman were a thing they were a thing I, that's that's my original big three. No, no, all right. I don't hear the ori- I, 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 I would I say see. I would say the the, the original uh, the original in terms of when it was um, uh, like coined, I guess you could say, or or people became in like the consciousness. I don't. I, that's what I meant about that consciousness about it. Yeah, not- because everyone talks about yeah. LeBron James starting this trend. You know what? Actually, actually, I'm gonna go ahead and put it. I'm, I'm because you know what. As much as I love Dennis Rodman and Scottie Pippen as superstars, they necessarily weren't considered, I guess, superstars. And, and, they and, were always, and my, my yeah. point on that is that even though, because uh, even though like they, they weren't as big as Jordan, when you think about the, the Bulls, the first two names is, of course, Jordan and Scottie Pippen. Then and Dennis Rodman kind of gets like, you know, they, the, but the, that's my point, the short end you of got, it. You got it. Okay, so do you agree, I guess, do you agree uh, Michael Jordan, Pippen, superstar? Yeah. So and big Dan two Rod then was a good player. So we'll go with big two. Yeah. With with a, with but a again, solid role. Player. Honestly, what, I thought all what, three were all stars. But what 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 other team? You know, a, a bunch of other teams have two great players. It's it's when you start getting to that three conversation. Where, okay, then actually, then uh, you would. Uh, I, you know what? I guess I I, I would call them a big three. I can't really think of anything right now. So I yes, I'll go with uh, the original big three. Yeah, the original. Okay. I guess it'll go up. Well, yeah, no. Kevin Durant was at the top of his game. Ray Allen was up. And, uh, yeah, no. Uh, Paul Pierce, I don't care what anybody says, and I'll fight this tooth and nail. Paul Pierce was an underrated superstar that mm. was dying. That was dying on the Lakers, bro, for anything. So, yeah, no. I mean, he was he was falling out, but he Definitely was Definitely underrated superstar. superstar That's yeah. why he... That's why he went ahead and won. You know, they, like, made it happen. So, yeah, no, I guess I'll agree with that. On the, on, yeah, big three. All right. 
and and of course and and, and not to say that uh, that others are not but uh, three very very deserving individuals and then, all right let me go ahead and bring this up real quick chris bosh he kind of reminds me of kevin garnett i i think chris bosh was a superstar they I, both kevin, look like pterodactyls <laughs> both had that weird look yes yeah. <laughs> But they were both superstars on a dying team and that couldn't win without without help. Yeah. As much as I love Kevin Garnett, he couldn't do it by himself. He really couldn't. Same thing with Chris Bosh, but Chris Bosh got luckier. I mean, it's shit. He got LeBron and Wade. Yeah. He got a um aging You can't get you can't get better than he that. He got an aging Paul Pierce Ray Allen. That's what I'm saying. Like Paul Pierce Ray Allen, they were like, I don't know, maybe eight, nine years, you know, close to it in there. I mean, LeBron and Wade, they were just like they were like five, six years in. They were fresh. So I I mean it's 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 good to see that uh, Kevin Garnett got in because all of the accolades he's done with the with the Timberwolves, he's always been a fantastic player. He's always been a superstar. But Do you think yeah, he was no. a better player in the Timberwolves than on Celtics? About a thousand percent. I think that's, what, I think that's, that's where he made his name. One thousand percent. And I think even though he won his ring with the Celtics, yep. he was a better player with the Timberwolves. So we keep trailing off. So I'm just gonna ask a yes or no on this one. Okay. Without the Celtics ring, would he be a Hall of Famer? Yes or no? Ooh. Yes or no? No. No. Okay. No. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to win one, right? You got to. Right? It, it's, it, it, it's, uh, it's very, very tough to do. And we can think of examples. I mean, uh, like Charles Barkley. He deserved to be in, right? There's certain players who wow. are just. They tr- are transcendent. I, I, I would say Charles Barkley definitely. There's certain players wow. that are transcendent that don't, I don't need know, a Explain ring. yourself. I don't know, man. I, you know, um, I didn't watch Charles Barkley enough. And I don't know too much of his career to uh, give him that give him that title. He's the round mound of the rebound, brother. I paid, <laughs> I paid, I paid enough attention, and I, I know of Charles Barkley. I, just, he, I don't know. I don't know. I have no – it will. I just – I don't know. I, I don't know enough about Charles Barkley to say yeah. All right. Um – I, I, mean, got I got one. I got one for me. No. I, yes. Yeah. Hell there yes. It is. Yeah. Thousand percent. Don't need a ring. Uh, Vince Carter. Yes. Th- and uh, but hey. here's the thing. That is mostly. Hey, 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 okay. Okay. Vince Carter first ballot. No. No. Okay. See. No. So we. Okay. All right. See. All right. Hey. No. No. Yeah, we're all there. We're, I, I no, we're Vince, right Vince, there. We're all. Nobody right could take away, especially in his young years, his dunking ability, his explosiveness, everything Just that he his brought. Scoring. His, 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 his scoring and uh, all, all of that. But I think what really puts him on is the longevity that he enjoyed. Well, and he, he became a household name. And what's f- weird is, like, bro, the last couple of years of his, he was still at, like, 12 points of the game off yeah. the bench, bro. Mm-hmm. And this is, a, this is a man who I thought was coming to the Suns to retire. Yeah. That's literally what I thought when he came to the Suns. I, I can't find the Vince Carter jersey. I can't either. <laughs> bro, that's my favorite player of all time. Have and you, this is my favorite team of all time, and I can't find that jersey anywhere, bro. So I'm listeners so out there, he it. will pay whatever it takes. Oh, wait, have you checked Amazon? Because they got everything I hear. I will do. <laughs> and uh, just to round out this Hall of Fame talk right here, the other inductees into the 2020 Hall of Fame, uh, 
Eddie Sunton and Rudy Tomjanovich. They both go in as coaches. Tamina Catchings going see? in. I told you, man. I, man, I was so happy to see Catchings go in. Yep. Man. She's done so much for the WNBA. She's a scorer. She's a player. It was so good to see her name there, man. Highly, highly deserved. And uh, we also got a couple of other coaches, uh, Kim Merkley and Barbara Stevens going into the Hall of Fame this year. They uh, they also came out with the list of uh, the 2021s, the ones I don't think it's finalized, right? Not yet, not yet. But one name that I think is official. I don't know if it's, I don't know. If, uh, I, well, there, there's, you know I believe, what? three official right now. I think now. it is. Okay, so we'll say the ones that are three official, right? Okay. I'm going to go ahead and name off two. Yes, sir. One that I, I, I really, really like about because he kind of really proves to everybody that size doesn't matter, even though he's 6'9". Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but, he, but Shaq looked at this guy and he said, you know, it was one of the hardest guys that ever defended me. This guy had muscles. This guy had attitude. This guy had a fro. Ben Wallace, man, is is getting inducted into the 2021 Hall of Fame. And honestly, he's the first undrafted player to get inducted into the Hall of Famer. And I, I, hey, again, ladies and gentlemen, people, if you know of someone better, more deserving, please go ahead and shout us out. But I can't think of anybody more deserving than him. He went ahead and put in work. Danny, do you remember the, those Pistons? Bad Boy Pistons? Those, you, you, know, you remember them? Bro. Do you remember? It was Bad Boys 2.0. No, I do not. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, bro, right. because hey, people don't Tell remember. me what I need to say and I'll say it. <laughs> oh, bro, just say that that, that squad of, of Chauncey Billups, uh, Richard Hamilton, Tayshawn Prince, Rashid Wallace. Everybody knows Rashid Wallace and his technical difficulties. <laughs> uh, but, bro, th- I, I think even Chauncey Billups was taller than him, man. I'm telling you, this guy was a monster, man. He would not give up a board to say, I mean, if you want to talk about Dennis Rodman, you can talk about this guy, but just a, a way more quiet just a Tim Duncan type of attitude. Very, with, yeah, he was with the very. Dennis Rodman tenacity on the floor, man. It was good to see, and honestly, this guy deserves every bit of accolation that he's getting right now, man. Love this guy. Also, this other guy, um, he had a couple injuries in his career. He moved around a little bit, but one thing that no one can ever take away from him is his consistency. And this is another guy that we talk about. He didn't win the ring. But he did a lot for the game. He did. And if his teammate Allen Iverson went on there, then I don't see why Chris Webber doesn't belong in the NBA. He's done a lot for the game, and he will officially be inducted into the 2021 Hall of Fame for the NBA. And, yeah, no, uh, another power forward that was great. It, it's it's good to see, man, these, these guys getting their recognition, especially as an older guy as myself, watching these guys play, watching these guys do their thing, and then, you know, kind of fade into the background. It's 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 good to see. Danny, what you got? What I got is uh, the rest of the list right here, according to Adrian Wojnarowski from, uh, you know, the lean on ESPN, knows everything about NBA before it happens. Hey, but, uh, is he reliable? 
Uh, you know what? It's, it's from a semi-reliable source. Ah, sources? But it's a source. No, though. it's a source. <laughs> and you know what? His sources is telling him what? So we got the 2021 Hall of Fame class at, uh, for the players, as you mentioned. Chris Weber and Ben Wallace going in. Also, man, we were just talking about right now, Paul Pierce going into the hall right next to another man we were just talking about, Chris Bosch. Getting their jackets, getting enshrined into the hall, uh, rounding out with more coaches here. Rick Edelman, Jay Wright, Mr. Bill Russell. Rick Edelman. Oh, what a great man. Bill Russell as well. And uh, to for the WNBA side, we got Yolanda Griffith and Lauren Jackson going in. Ladies and gentlemen, please stop me. Please text me if I'm wrong, but I am almost 1,000% right. I believe Bill Russell was the first black coach. He coached for the Boston Celtics. Not only did he coach, I believe he won a ship. If I'm wrong, then shout me out, but I know damn well I'm not. Congratulations to Bill Russell for not only being a beast on the court, but off the court as well. That's why he's considered one of the GOATs. As Danny go ahead and tries to make sure that I'm not tripping so he doesn't have to cut out any of my segment. We're going to go ahead and touch on just a little bit of what the Suns got going on because I still want to stay with the NBA. What's going on we're, right now is... We're going we're gonna to finish off our talk with the Suns, but just before oh, that... he cut me off. <laughs> I, I, know, I, I, know, I just want to get in real quick with this, uh, this update and the... Uh, uh, for the Phoenix Mercury, they started off their season this uh, this past Friday night beating the Lynx, uh, Minnesota Lynx, 77-75. Diana Taurasi had that amazing last-minute three-pointer in order to seal off the win right there. And uh, currently, right now, they're still playing in the third quarter. They are down 33-40 against the Connecticut Suns. So we're going to try to try to get this uh, this comeback on the way. We'll give you an update before we wrap up here, see how they do. Like I said, right now, as we're recording, they are in the third quarter, down by seven to Connecticut Suns. But, yes, moving on to our main event of the night, Jer- Jeremy. Bro, when was the last time the Phoenix Suns were this exciting to watch? This talked about this this acclaim. Bro, we're walking around downtown. We're walking around to, like, different sports bars. Bro, you're seeing Suns jerseys. Everywhere. Where was all this five years ago? Suns are back in the playoffs, baby. Wait, what? Wait, wait, where are we? We are in this little place called the NBA Playoffs. Bro. We made the fucking playoffs, dude? That is exactly what's going oh on right here. Oh, my God. It feels so good to be back. Hey, finally, the Suns have, have come back, come back to the playoffs. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I don't even do it, ladies and gentlemen. I am feeling that nostalgic I love it. about this. I am feeling so happy, so ecstatic. You guys don't understand. I've been rooting this for this team for a long time. Die. (laughs) Before you go on, just because you brought that up right now, just a little fun fact. The Rock was since retired, went on to Hollywood. Uh, Between the Suns' last playoff appearance and back, he came back, won a world championship, had a run, and went back again. 
That is how long it's been for the Phoenix Suns. So you're telling me <laughs> the intro that we used has won more championships <laughs> and, and has had more playoff runs than the Suns yes, in the sir. last 11 years? Yep. But that you is- know what, though? If you're going to do it, then do it in style. Yes, sir. And go ahead and have the fifth most wins in franchise history. And you know what? And do it with 10 games less than a regular season. Be a team that shows everybody that not only that you're coming out with force, pero haciéndolo con fuerte. A huevo. Ah! Oh, my God. I fucking love it. We are doing it with power. Danny, walk us through the schedule. Bro, coming out of the, the this last last two games against a heated rival, which we were talking about, heated rival, San Antonio Spurs, and I love the way that Eddie Johnson brought out during this game. And uh, once again, shout out to Eddie Johnson. I think he's a jump shot seven, something like that on Twitter or whatever. If you guys want to follow him, he's a great follow on Twitter. I would have to look him up. But he brought it up because the players that were on the Suns today don't necessarily feel that same kind of, you know, resentment because they weren't here for the Nash years against San Antonio. You know, they, there's a whole new generation. It's a whole new, 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 new wave of players that don't get the hatred behind San Antonio. But he said it perfectly. That is why you and I are here to remind everybody of what has been going on and to remind these players exactly what they're fighting for because us, the fans, we have not forgotten what's going on. We have not forgotten what the Spurs have done to us or what we've done to them. So that is exactly what we came and brought up. San Antonio Spurs. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to paint a picture for you if it's okay with you. It's okay with me. I appreciate that, man. It's going to be a little bit, but it's going to be worth it. We are the Phoenix Suns. Drop a beat for me. Woo! (laughs) Shout out to Doug and Wolf. Appreciate you, 98.7 Sports. We love you guys. Bro, we are the Phoenix Suns. It's the fourth quarter. We're winning. We're winning. It's, it's, you know what? I'm going to put up random numbers, but I, I don't remember exactly. We're up 101. 96. The Spurs, they get the ball. They drive. They pass our defense. They score. We go up the court. We miss. They get the ball. They drive up the court. Call timeout. They come out. I'm looking at my TV, knowing, and this is why, this is when I told myself, I think this is when I knew sports. Because I told myself, I said, bro, they have nothing to lose. If it was up to me, I would give Tim Duncan the three because no one would expect this. No one would ever expect it. Ball gets out of play. They're about to inbound it. They inbound the ball. Somebody gives Tim Duncan a screen. He gets to like the, the top of the key, maybe I want to say to the right of the top of the key. Wide open 
gets a bounce pass, stares at the rim for like a half a second. Bang! Three-pointer. Tim Duncan scores. Overtime. Suns lose. Suns lose. I will never, ever in my life forget that moment. I was watching on ABC, Channel 15, laying in my bed, remembering. And it was, hey, we were talking about morning games. It yep. was a morning game. It was one of those, it was one of those, uh, I believe it was like a afternoon game. It like started at 12, 12, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I remember. Tim Duncan made a three-pointer. Every way that I thought that we had the Spurs beat, they find another fucking way to beat us, bro. And that's why I hate Greg Popovich so much, but I respect him so much. And I know this was long and drawn out. I appreciate you guys listening for my story. The way I'm going with this, bro, I remember. I remember so much trying to be at like this this time. You know what I'm saying? Like I was here like 10 years, like 15 years ago. I was fighting for this, and now I just didn't know it would take us. It would take us this long to get back, Danny. Being without us so long, and being without that uh, that 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 taste of what playoff basketball is like. This is the first time, not only back in the playoffs, first time the Suns had a 50-plus win season since the 2010 season. Well they, done, boys. Wins. When they when they last when they last win, I believe they had fifty four wins that year. What two thousand ten, right? Yes. Yeah. They, hey, remember? And, and you know what's you know what's funny? That was the last time we made the play. Eleven years. And it has been a long, long drought. And it has been made even longer these past five years because we have had this superstar, superstar on this team, and he showed it early, ready to just. Dominate, ready to get the right people around him. But you know what? He was patient. He was patient with what was brought against him. He believed when he was told, we're going to get you help. He stayed with a team that on paper did not have a future. Until James Jones and Monty Williams came to town. You got something to say? I did. I did. I did. But uh, you know what? All right. You want me to go into it? Go ahead. Yeah. James Jones, I forgive you for giving Tyson Chandler to the Lakers without getting anything in return just because LeBron asked you to do that. Just because... You got Chris Paul a year late after I asked you to get him. I forgive you for that. And I just want you to know that I forgive you for sabotaging the Suns by not getting anything in return for Tyson Chandler and uh, rebounding by taking Chris Paul a year after I asked you to take Chris Paul. So... You're getting it together. Thank you for that. Danny, go ahead. That was a small hiccup in what came 
afterward because it was not only the Chris Paul acquisition, but bro, the moves this man has made to change this team. It is something that definitely has to be praised because it wasn't just the Chris Paul because it was him that brought in, you know, Jay Crowder. It was him that brought in the highly, highly underrated move of getting uh, Craig up in here. Tory Craig. You got something to say again? Yes, I do. You are reminding me of all the awesome shit that he has brought to this team. And I guess I need to double back twice. Um, yes, the Cameron Payne move, the Tory Craig move, the Jay Crowder move. Abdul Nader got uh, included. Yeah. He got... Each one when we went in, today. We went, we, we went and we talked about how how uh, Nader was supposed to be just a throw-in. Like, ah, here you go. It's just something for hey, you that we don't hey, want. Hey. And what he turned into for this team before he got injured. The random Langston. Damn. Langston Galloway. Wow. Hey. Executive of the year? Hands down. Yeah? Bro, both him and Monty, they got, the, they, they got these awards down. Locked in. Yes, we don't have the sound effect, but no, they're locked in. Bro, you cannot argue with what went on this season. You cannot argue going from a position, a pit lower than the ground, sinking in their own quicksand, to being what they are right now, which currently, as it stands, 520 at time of recording on Sunday before the Jazz game, number one team in the NBA? No, no, number two. Number two. We're number two right now. The nah, Jazz. That's the, without a win. The Jazz. Still very good. No, 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 no. Like you said, like you said, as at the time of recording, that is what we're waiting on. And I know this is going to sound Let's weird. Let's go, Kings. Ah, yes. See, hey, hey, it was funny. It's worth it because I said, I know this is going to sound weird. And then you bust out. Yes. Yeah, let's go, Kings, let's baby. Tonight. Let's go, Kings. Bro, if the Kings win tonight, the Suns will have the best record in the NBA, bro. The be- and honestly, I know the Suns could give a fuck less because they obviously made it clear they put Aiden, you know, they started Jalen Smith like, bro, they made it very clear they want they have bigger fish to fry. And I love that they made that clear. But as a as a fan, as a supporter, big flex. It's pride. Yeah, yeah. it's all it's, Danny, it's Danny, great. Big flex. Big flex, bro. Big flex, baby. This fucking bench. Let's go, this baby. Bench. We that's what we put out against the San Antonio Spurs oh, today. We put out a bench. Hey, hey, okay, okay, all right. Now we have to talk about something that I really, really, really is gonna be tough to talk about. Resigning contracts. I don't know how long we have campaign. I know we got Cam Johnson a little longer. Danny's gonna go ahead and look up the uh, the stuff right now. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, just uh, stretch this, and uh, hopefully you guys don't notice. DeAndre Aiden, we have him. I get one more year, and then I believe it's an option. Jay Crowder, we got him for three years, baby. So he good. We got this year and two more years. He's stuck. Booker, I think that's another guy we got for like three more years, two years. Uh, Chris Paul, I know it's an option pick. 
But with the way that everything is going this season, ain't going I don't see Chris Paul going anywhere. I'd really see him. But, all right, so this is a, a, another thing that I've considered is, yo, why don't why, do, why does he not just decline and then we re-sign him? Like when he, you when you when you start going into that, you risk another team just going underhand. Like, hey, I'm paying you double. If you no, 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 no. It's because it's because he'll be restricted, so he can't sign with anybody else. And they like, we have to talk to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't see us. I don't see us not getting that deal done, man. Like Chris Paul is is a monster, man. And I don't see us getting rid of him. I I wouldn't keep him past. 38 though i think that third year is where you look to trade him what if he's still performing at a high level i I want to be a fan i want to be a fan but i'm i i want to be a business organization at the same time so it's really hard to say like how much value like if there's a team that that like all right so say chris paul is performing at a high level and we're yeah, yeah, I'm saying we're right there. Because obviously, if we're with championship, you don't get rid of championship pieces. I don't give a fuck if they're 40. Okay. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. Shout out to the Buccaneers. Oh, damn. I didn't even think of that. So they would have to yeah, win know, the championship. First ever NFL team to bring back every single starter from their championship game. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Hey, not only that, but coaching staff as well. Yeah, everybody. And, and you they, know what? Like when you, when yeah. you say running back, they literally did. Hey, hey, they literally hey, did it. It was like literally like playing Madden and like just nobody had to leave, dude. It, it was, was so very crazy. frustrating yeah. as a fan <laughs> of a team that does not that yeah. will will not do that. So you know what? I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Okay. And just for for the rest of the contracts that are on the Suns right here, I'm seeing uh, Damian Jones apparently is still on the payroll. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> for for the for the rest of this year. Hey, oof. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Chris Paul has a player option at the end of the year. So like you said, we'll see what we. Can That's do what I'm with saying. That. And, we'll see. And uh, Jalen Smith club option, Cam Johnson club option. Wait, Jalen Smith only has he only has one year. He's uh, it's well, it's a twenty uh, it's a twenty two twenty three club option. So. It's gonna be until like the next year, but that's like, what I'm trying to say. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, in uh, but I think this is the deadline to to want to uh, exercise that option. All this is off of this website that I'm on right now, so we'll see how that goes. Jaylen, and, uh, hey, Jalen Smith or Anthony Davis, straight up, bro. Is that you, bro? <laughs> <laughs> do you want do you want me to pack the bags? <laughs> I'll go drop them off. <laughs> Okay, we'll, hey, hey, I'll drive him there myself, there bro. <laughs> Make a sandwich for the road? Like, whatever. whatever. <laughs> no, Is that even a question? What right. the no, fuck? You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. It's Steph Curry, no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and of course, uh, we got uh, in next uh, next summer, next June, we got that uh, tough decision of what we're going to do with DeAndre Ayton. Well, you said DeAndre, but you didn't say anything about Bridges, though. Are, is that the same decision no. at the well, same time? these are not the uh, – well, it's not coming up on the deadlines coming up, so I would have to look up his contract individually. Uh, okay. All right. Well, 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 if his deadline – Well, because – you know what? I know where you're going no, with this, but just if to ask the question. If his deadline is not popping up at the same time, I mean, then I guess, I guess we got a year. I guess we got some time. 
You're looking at the deadlines right now, right? Yes, and, yes. And yeah, his name's not, not popping, popping up? up. Nope. So then I guess we got some time then, right? Yep. A year or two, whatever it takes, right? Shit. Mikael Bridge is still on his rookie contract. Let's be honest about it. Uh, hey, son for life. Yeah. That'd be fantastic, man. That'd be. I'm not going to lie. I don't see him becoming a superstar, but I see him making an all-star at least once, twice, three times, four times. I don't see him being a superstar, but, bro, I think he can be a great three, uh, 3 and D guy. Well, Mikael Bridges, we actually have him one more year than Aiden, so we have him until 2023. Oh, hell yeah. With a qualifying offer. So, ah. so, so we. And so, hey, hey, 2024 with the option? And, uh, well, that. that That's uh, what I'm saying. No, no, if, if he accepts if he, if oh, if he accepts that, it, then we'll yeah. get him 22 or 3. All right, yeah. Yeah. With, hey, that, with, with that qualifying offer. Let's hope he's happy. I can't imagine he's not. Bro. Uh, Robert Sarver fucks it up. Heavy. Let's hope James Jones has turned. I, you know, I don't. Pressure. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think he does because at this point, whatever they're doing, even the the even like the least ass kicking ass kissing employee, close to Robert Sarver's like Bro, <laughs> ass kicking. <laughs> this is this is working. You not putting your your shit into all of this like business team the business things for the team. This is working. And if it takes you staying away from this team, let these people do their jobs. All right. Well, a lot, of, a lot of these, a lot of these guys have been here for a while, right? There's a couple new faces, right? But for some of these guys, they've been here, right? Yep. yep. So then, let me ask you, if you don't mind, let's go through a list. All right. And let's go ahead and uh, year whatever. Just go ahead and go through the list, all right? I want to do uh, awards. Let's do it. Suns let's Awards, baby. We got the Suns Award, and let us make it clear this is for regular season. Regular season only. Let's go ahead and start off with the most controversial one, I think. All right. Let's do it. Defensive player of the year. I think so. All right. You want me to start or you want to go? I will... Uh, I'll clear the road for you. I appreciate you it. So I'm gonna go ahead and make a, make a, make a big argument for myself. All right. Just and just to be clear, we can pick the same guys, right? It's not like yes, no, nope. okay. it's not it's none of that weird shit. All right. Go ahead. I like Mikel Bridges. Okay. As defensive player of the year, but I'm gonna have to give it to Jay Crowder. I think Jay Crowder wow. has came into the Phoenix Suns and just locked everything down. The way he has played, the way he has come into the season, I think he, he's brought a toughness. He's brought a tenacity. He shut guys down. You can go ahead and look at the numbers. This guy plays defense. He knows what to do. His steals are on point, even though, even though Chris Paul leads the team in steals, and I know that Mikel Bridges has been averaging, I believe, two steals and two blocks. I want to say maybe the last twenty games. I still want to go ahead and give it to Jay Crowder, because I think he brought that presence to the Phoenix Suns. So my pick is Jay Crowder for Defensive Player of the Year for the Phoenix Suns. Wow. That, uh, I can't say it came out of nowhere because I definitely see what he what comes of him and what, what he does 
inside. Wow. All right. For myself, obviously, I've made this clear throughout the entire year. Jeremy, you know exactly where I'm going with this. No surprise at all. I'm definitely going with Mikel Bridges for that same thing that he has the blocks. He has the steals. He has that defensive intensity that is only matched by Javon Carter, I think, on the team when he's on the court. Because the few minutes that he has, it is 100% intensity there. But Mikael Bridges does it night in, not out as a starter. And he'll shut down whoever he's up against. Jeremy, I will ask you this question. No need for an explanation, just your opinion. Offensively, who is a better threat? Who is a bigger threat? LeBron James or Anthony Davis? Oof. Uh, Anthony Davis, for sure. You oh you think Anthony Davis is more more dangerous than? Well, you said LeBron offensively. Did. Yeah, offensively. Yes. You know what? No, I'm gonna go with LeBron because this is actually gonna help my argument later. So yes, <laughs> offensively. You goddamn cheater. <laughs> offensively, yes, LeBron James is is, is the uh, is the more uh, is the is the threat. All right, being that LeBron James is more offensively dangerous, what do you feel better at? Mikael Bridges guarding LeBron or DeAndre Ayton guarding uh, Anthony Davis? Oh, Mikael against LeBron all day. All right, there you go. Yeah, I feel I feel a shutdown right there. So 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 like being being right there at that at that position with the more dangerous player, that is who he has to go go up against one on one. Now to your argument, throw in Jay Crowder in place of Mikael Bridges. I feel I feel I feel the same confidence. Feel the same no, no, no. who like who 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 do you have more confidence, Crowder or Bridges? Oh, against LeBron? Yeah. See, and that's my point, and that's that's kind of uh, why I picked right. a Crowder. I, hey, I don't I, honestly. If ladies and gentlemen, you can't see in studio, but I have a a quarter in my hand. It doesn't matter. Coin flip right there. Whoever Heads gets them, they're gonna man. shut them down. Let's be honest, Danny. Do you not see the same player? Do you not like a besides the weird dreads that he like put like a besides looking like an android because you know <laughs> the weird big old dreads that he has? Like no, a Star no. Wars character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little. Besides the weird dreads, bro, can you not say that you're not looking at the same player? They both have the same. They both have the same intensity. They both play defense well. They're both three. Hey. I mean, the, the one thing, because you're very right, see, you're very right on everything, very, very everything, even, except what? arm length. Uh, and Mikhail Bridges, with those couple inches that he's got on arm length, Tayshaun Prince, go ahead and swat some balls yeah, away. Yeah, he does. He does. Well, dis- disrupt the play, disrupt the pass. It, it's, it's not all just blocks. A lot of people think like big arm lengths, you know, no. you're going to get a lot of blocks. Like, no, just disrupting passes, disrupting plays, yeah. obscuring visions, getting a hand in the face in the I shot. Would actually, I would actually like to dive deeper into that because we're just going to touch on this. We're not going to touch on uh, NBA. That's way too much to get into right now. But I don't even know the qualifications for defensive player of the year, like, NBA, you know what I'm saying? Like, what are like? Do they just look uh, at you? Got me like exactly. I would, so, I would just yeah. yeah I, would, I don't. I yeah. Whoever but, was best. But all all I saw it was a uh, Ben Simmons, it was a uh, Rudy Gobert, and it was 
Draymond Green. Those were the top three uh, M- uh, NBA rankings or whatever it was. So I'm not really sure about that. I but, did like all the shit Ben Simmons started talking <laughs> towards the end of the season. <laughs> hey, 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 shoot three, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man! So, all right, so we we got we got that toss. We toss got up right that. There. So the uh, defensive player of the year, I went ahead and locked in uh, Jay Crowder. You went ahead and locked in Mikel Bridges. Max, I know you don't really watch too much Suns, but I know you've watched Suns games. Uh, real quick, just give me a name. Who you got? Defensive player of the year for the Suns. Well, I've actually been watching Jay Crowder since he was at Marquette, and I'm going to pick Jay Crowder all day. He's biased. I'll take all it. All right. I'll- I love <laughs> it. Hey, I'll take it. Word is born. Let's go ahead and move on. Now, this is the one that really made me feel better. Uh, Danny, go ahead. What, what award are we talking about? So we're going to go ahead and go to the offensive player of the year who brought the points who made you know our scoreboards blow up who's gonna like you know take home the superstar because at the end of the day the superstar on team is who gets that who gets the most points and that is you know broken down easier it's been the same way since you started picking up your first basketball in little peewee basketball to the end that when you graduated college on your way to the nba and i believe this year has to go to the superstar, superstar in waiting, the one that has carried this, this load, not just of a team of an entire city for the past five years. It has to be hands down Devin Booker for me. I love that. I love that you feel that way. That's fantastic. And as we talked about last segment, offensive player means assist, means points means you know like 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 direction right it means offensive right like we're talking about all hands uh, all facets of offensive play right yes sir chris paul is hands down the offensive player of the year for the phoenix suns in my opinion the just the way he's been able to take over the fourth quarter the way he's been able to know what he was doing, the way he was able to pass Magic Johnson on the all-time assist list because we needed. You know it. what? Point of order, you can't hold that on this year's um, uh, thing because, of course, Devin Booker's not going to pass all-time assists in his short NBA career right there. He doesn't have all the years that Chris Paul has, so not a valid argument for this year's offensive player. Cannon will. <laughs> and I'm very happy. To say that Chris Paul is my offensive player of the year for the Suns. Max, what you got? Yeah, I got the same guy. That that Christopher Paul, was it? Is that his last name or is that his <laughs> middle name? Is this a State Farm commercial? <laughs> <laughs> Which one are you talking about? Are you talking about Chris or uh, his brother Cliff? No! <laughs> so you got Chris Paul based on what? It, his good looks. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. He's a fantastic-looking dude. I like that move, bro. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> no, so actually, not- you know what? I, I actually have Devin Booker. His points per game are, are actually, I believe, higher. And, and I don't know. I think, yeah, I think Devin Booker. All right, cool. Yeah, no, so Devin Booker, man, that's awesome, bro. Um, This one, this is the one that, it, bro, it's such a – it's going to be so tough to fight 
because there's so many guys. Like, I mean, I right? That's what our team was built off, right? Yeah. Yeah, this award, I mean, for Danny, it's going to be – I know we're I, – I don't know. Are we going to have a fight? Uh, I have no idea. Right. We'll see, we'll right. see, we'll see right. in about five right. minutes. So, right. ladies and gentlemen, the award that I'm talking about, it, it bro, it's it's been something that was coming, and it's good to see. It's It's about depth. It's about – not just having five guys on the court. It's about being able to contribute even if you're coming off the bench. And this award is the sixth man of the year award. And Danny knows. Ooh. I'm pretty sure he knows how I feel about this award. It's, it's, there's no debate. There's no question. My man, I got Cameron Payne all day for this award. He's been consistent. He's been the man. The, the, I, if it's cool, I want to give an honorable mention. It, can I do that? Yes, please. Go Javon ahead. Carter, man. There it is. Javon Carter, wow. Javon Carter, just wow, man. But as much as I love Frank the Tank, I, I mean, he, it just wasn't. Yeah, no. My guy is Cameron Payne, and honorable mention is is Javon Carter, man. What a move, Danny. What's up, man? All right. I'm going to start off by saying, you know what? I, I'm going to give a, a, a couple of uh, honorable mentions right here because, first of all, like you said, Frank Kaminsky, Frank the Tank, coming in off the bench, did a fantastic job for us when Sarge was out. And every time he's on the court, he just he gives 110%. You know he's intensive, you know, uh, defensively. He, try, he tries to get it done right there. We know he's a threat to shoot the ball. He actually can shoot the ball, and you don't think of it as you don't think of him as a big. He is seven feet tall, but he plays perfect as a power forward. You know, he doesn't have to be the center on this team. He does because he's there's not just seven no, feet tall. No, there's no, no other. way. I, that's what he's building. There's man. no way. That, 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 that's that's just what it. Like, there's I, I, no way. You know, I, I think the same thing because yeah, I don't no see way, him that bro. big. He doesn't there's play no, bro, big. Hey, even even like bro, I just I watch a lot of basketball. When I see him next to DeAndre Aiden, I, bro, DeAndre Aiden's supposed to be seven feet tall, and there, bro, he's not even close. To DeAndre <laughs> like, so yeah, I'm not even giving him that. But yeah, no, I totally agree. But he deserves that honorable mention. Yes, and uh, who else you got? Give me one. Yeah, you know what? There's a couple guys, man. I don't know if you want to shout out Sarge. I wasn't too much. You know of guy. What? I'm gonna go ahead and cut you out because I don't even want to shout out. Sarge. Thank you. I don't even Thank want you. to bring See, it. Up. I, I don't even want did. to go ahead and. I didn't think man, you no, did. No, my other honorable mention that I want to do is Tory Craig. Him coming to the Suns, coming absolutely from out of nowhere with the fuck. This just just this pickup coming in, the defense. The intensity offense, the heading to the rim, bro. This guy brought it all. James Jones for the win. That bro. is what I'm hey, talking Den about. Denny, Denny, what we trading for? What we trading for? Uh, Come on, we talked about this I hey, episode. We, I think we sent a, a, a twelve pack and a ball and a bag full of basketballs over there. Nah, bro. What do you mean? <laughs> hey, 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 it was a six pack. Ah, there it is. <laughs> yes, that's right. Ladies and gentlemen, it was cash considerations. It was nothing. It was peanuts, man. And we got Tory Craig, bro. We're so happy to have you. And uh, Danny, uh, long-term extension? Or oh, wow. That'd be fantastic. It, it would be like, I, 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 if money gets, because once you start talking about the whole team money, yeah, it gets a little I murky. Know. But if it was a, bro, yes, bring him back. And then bring who else him got? back. And, oh, my goodness. This was, this was a tough decision for me. 
But at the end of the day, it had to be said that coming in, coming into this week, I think, for me, it was Javon Carter all the way. Because of the same thing that we were talking about, especially his defense going in. He is the bulldog for a reason. He just will not give up. He'll chase people down. He'll get what he needs to get. He'll get in the way of passes. He'll he'll get a steal. He'll take to the rim. He'll take some, some shots that, you know, granted, and we've talked about it, probably shoots too much. But for what he does on the defensive end, I, he more than makes up for it. I absolutely love it. But internally, in my mind, and I probably didn't even realize it until earlier this week, Cameron Payne, I wasn't even thinking about him as a bench guy because he is such an integral part of this team that he's just like, you know, I think of it in, as, as one of the faces of the Phoenix Suns, forgetting that he is still playing behind the point guard himself, Chris Paul. Campaign still is a bench guy, and that is why I fully agree with you in giving Campaign sixth man of the year. Best of our bench guys. Did I change your mind? I changed your mind? Did I change your mind, Danny? Did I change your mind? Not at this moment. I changed your mind. It was a while ago. You know, I'll give it to you because it was you that that did change my mind earlier on, but it's it's just because not only did you mention it, but he proved it on the court night in and night out. And that's that's the only reason why um, I can't give it to John. It's just because the consistency started yes. a little later for Javon Carter. Campaign his off nights, they were they were far and far between. Bro. And he I know we talked about his yeah. story on this on the show before, but bro, no, no, that's what I was gonna ask you. Say man. it, say it. When say it. when he when the Suns were about to go into the bubble, this man was in his swimming pool without a job when he got the phone call saying, "Hey." You want to come play for the Phoenix Suns in this bubble? He went right in, packed his bags, and headed to Florida, bro. And then helped the Suns go eight and, and then oh, went to that eight position. And, oh. and you know what's you know what's crazy? He was here for the thirty-four wins. He belonged here. No, no, no. He was an integral part in the fifty-one hands down wins, man. So and yes, I will what? agree with you. Sixth man of the year. So sixth man of the year, definitely. But uh, you would give Javon Carter the backup award? Backup. You well, want to know why? Because you know it's a backup award to that? Because he was here last year, right? Yep. And he was happy? Yes, sir. That's why I'm going to go ahead and just get, automatically throw it out there. Javon Carter is the next award winner for me Ooh. in the most improved player for the Suns. I will go ahead and give it to Javon Carter the way he played last year. I, I wanted him on the team because of his defense. He's so tough. He's so It's so good to have him. But he was just off. He wasn't consistent enough. Bro, this year, I don't think he's missed two shots in a row. The way he shoots, the way he plays, he is so much more than what he was last year. And another intro, and just another way that the Suns rely on the bench, and just another integral part of the team. Javon Carter, most improved player, twenty twenty one Suns. I'm gonna go a completely different direction for this. I'm gonna go with this full time starter who has been a starter since he got to the team, who needed to prove something to himself, his coaches, and the fans around the valley. And I think he did it this year. And I'm talking about former Wildcat DeAndre Ayton. Whoa. Coming in right here. 
after a year where he missed a great portion of it due Big to money. stupidity. Due to stupidity that he missed. 25 games. Putting his team in jeopardy for not being on time for a COVID test while in the bubble, having to miss a first quarter of a crucial game during that time span to being an anchor of the defense well, this year. We won that game, but still, ladies, he still came, responsible. He came in, and his maturity level was far beyond what it was a year ago. His attitude was far more progressive than a year ago. His presence on the floor, his defense, his rebounding, his points, his... Just overall trying was worlds of difference than it was a year ago. And by definition, for me, that is the most improved player on the Phoenix Suns. I won't give it to Javon because Javon was Javon Carter last year. He didn't become Javon Carter this year. He earned his contract. He earned his stay on the Phoenix Suns after the bubble because of what he showed there. That is what he has been. So I'm not going to say he's, he did, he was not a great player. I'm saying that he didn't improve into this this year. He was already at that level. He was at that level, but he needed to realize it. And I think this year he proved to us that he was at that level. Because I think I, I can't name a player in my mind right now. If you can, please shout him out to help my argument. But I know there's a player in your mind, football, baseball, whatever, that you were like, bro, I know this guy is good. If he can just if he can just pass that, you know, but he just never did. Yep. Javon Carter was able to do it, and he did it this year. And that's why he's my most improved player. All right. And that's why I got that. Max, stalemate, so let's see. Did you want to uh did you want to jump in? Did you want to go ahead and give us a a player? I think Mikael Bridges. Oh, okay. Oh, damn. Out of nowhere with a steel chair. <laughs> Why? 14 points a game. Uh, is the third. Uh, what do I have here? For steals? Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah third in the league for steals? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey. He's always had that good defense, but his. Uh, his point. He's still shooting game. up. And, and you know what's funny is that's why I think me and Danny had that conversation earlier about Jay Crowder, Mikael Bridges. And it's just like, you know what? I think it speaks more volume to Mikael than it does to Jay. Yeah. Because it's like, it's like, hey, who would you have her on this pitch? You know what's you know, crazy? Like, Mikael's so good at this point. I, 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 either one would be fine, right? Yeah. And now we talk yeah. about all the time how the playoffs is a completely different animal. Jay Crowder has that experience that Mikael Bridges just doesn't. No, no, he has finals. All right, so let's go ahead and move on to our last one. Yep, last one. Let's go, Jeremy. And you know what? Nope. I don't. I don't. I don't expect a fight from you, and I, I don't. I don't. I don't even really expect to have to defend myself too much. Say it, Chris Paul. Hands down. Pick from any of our reasons that we have laid out here, not just today, but the entire year. I will leave it at that. Jerm. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of our show. Danny that has is uh, it. basically spoken what need be said. At the end of the day, we all know, hey, 
We are a hey, coach of the year. Coach of the year, hands down, has to be Monty Williams. Executive of the with year. what he has done with this team, right? This whole hey, executive. Let's be honest about it. This whole organization. If we're not gonna get MVP, we're not gonna get any type of award. Obviously, we're not getting any award from anybody because we did this as a team. And yes. teams, they don't get awards. You know what I'm saying? Like when you win, just just like um, Utah Jazz, they don't get award. Like Donovan Mitchell's not gonna be MVP. Nope. Mike Conley's not gonna assist. You know, scoring type nothing. Nobody's getting it. I mean, Rudy Gobert might get Defensive Player of the Year. But Aiden's not there yet. One day we might be there yet. That was the point of him having him. But at the end of the day, we might not get that. So, like, I mean, I I think the way the team was run, the guys who put this together, the guys who made this run happen, bro, worst to first, front office, hands down. James Jones, I mean, Monty Williams, yep. coach and executive of the year is hand down. I mean, there's nothing else to say, right? That is exactly right. Yeah, worse the first. And then, uh, like you said, we've had a couple of talks and on this podcast and off air about Chris Paul having some merit for MVP. And, of course, he does. And he will get some votes. Okay, cool. It's That's good, a, yep. it's gonna he's going to get some votes. He's, he's going to get some looks. Julius Randle is going to get some votes. Gonna, yep. Joel Embiid is going to get some votes. Giannis, Giannis. is going to get some votes. Yeah. Damian Lillard. Hey, you know who's – right, somebody, real quick, can I go Can I go on something real quick? Go can ahead. I go on a tangent? Yeah. And, yeah, I'm going to say something. And, please, I don't want to hear nobody. Hey, but I love this guy. I, I really have mad respect for this guy. Bro, Steph Curry – deserves so much fucking respect for what they did this season from playing the way they have to being where they're at they might be our they might be the guys we face maybe he deserves every mvp vote julius randall deserves every mvp vote i don't know about giannis um i mean yeah uh, i don't know i've never i don't know that's well, that's com- good because com- you're pronouncing com- his name wrong. Comparing him Giannis? to the last couple of years. Giannis. Giannis. Is he Giannis? It's, yeah, because it's not like a euro. It's a euro. Oh. So, so he didn't put the thingy under nope. the G. So that's what it Duh, is. So it's, <laughs> hey, it's his fault. Ah, <laughs> all right, uh, but but no, like, especially when, when it comes to Giannis, uh, you, you're comparing him also to what he's been the last couple of years. So I mean, he's already he's had his awards, he's had his time, and now the people look at him like normal. You know, that's he is kind of like an Aaron Rodgers, where he's just so good that when his average years, he's like, ah, you suck this year, man. Right? No, <laughs> only thirty touchdowns, you fucking loser. You don't think he has a high? Uh... No, that's not no, no, no. Because I think you guys are putting too much. Oh yeah, no, this guy scores and all this. Bro, how many wins you guys got, bro? Aren't you guys like fourth or third? Or Third, yeah. Second yeah. or third? Third. Is it third? Well, yeah. it doesn't, but it's a team sport. Exactly. That's the same. But yeah, all, all, all those guys, but we we know who the obvious winner is this year. Jokic. Nikola Jokic. That's Jokic. it. Jokic. I don't care what anybody says. We, 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 we can sit here and we can give statements. We can mm-hmm. give numbers. We can give ever. But if there is a man carrying a team out there, you know, against an entire league, I mean, when you say it like that, it kind of sounds like I'm describing Russell nah. Westbrook, but. Damn. <laughs> you know what? That's another guy. Who might... All right, so real quick, 
without getting too much into it, since we're already doing it, let's go ahead and do it. VNBA. We said we was going to be too much, but since we're already doing it, let's do it without getting too much into it. Let's see here. I, I, I don't really got too much for defensive player of the year. I really don't have too much, but um, I want to say Bam out of bio. I've seen the numbers that that he's put up, uh, like people have put up against him, and a lot of the top scorers in the NBA have scored uh, less than uh, 20 points. So I'm going to go ahead and give Bam Adebayo my Defensive Player of the Year award. Max, you got anybody? I got Draymond Green. Oh, Draymond okay. Green. That's always a I, good one. I've always loved him, but it's it's – yeah, I think he's been consistent at a high level for a long time, and he's he's been uh, he. I, I in terms of we're still talking about MVP, right? No, no, no. Oh, no we're talking about defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's just been he he's just always a monster. I like it, Danny. What you got? I just got to go with Ruby Gobert. I think that just his presence on the it just does something to a team when you when you are already like he already has you in your own head before you step on the court yeah that is one thing but then backing it up on the court the way that he's been doing I I, I think I gotta go with Ruby Colbert on this one one day I really want to break down the the defensive player of the year award because I really don't understand what it's because it everyone has a different exactly view exactly my point. Is it so, like do you allow the least amount of points because at the at the same well, time that, that that's hey, like hey, a hey. scoring title but for defense. We'll get into your your plus money. Ah, yes, uh, yes, we'll we will. Get into it. We'll get into it. All right, all right. Um, offensive player of the year. Oof. I'm going to go ahead and just shout it out. I mean, he just won the scoring title today. I'm gonna go ahead and give it to my boy Steph Curry. My man, just bro. That I I don't even know the record anymore. But I forget what was it. It was like twenty twenty thousand games. But hey. The Suns shut him down in one game, and that's what <laughs> fucked up and his who, streak. Who was on him? Javon. Uh, Mikael Bridges that was on him. Javon. God damn it. Javon played. They traded off. <laughs> <laughs> they shared it. <laughs> Javon played him too. Shit. But, yeah, no. Bro, But besides that game, he was like 30-plus points every single game. And then now, bro, he scored like 45 points today. So, yeah, no. Offensive player of the year, I'm going to go ahead and give it to Steph Curry. What you got, Max? I'm gonna have to agree with you. I'm gonna I'm Steph Curry's gonna, a killer, Steph right? Curry, yeah. yeah, killer. What you got, Danny? I can't argue with that because without the 30, 35, 40 plus point games that he's been putting on, mm-hmm. the team would be absolutely irrelevant. Super. Consistent. We would not be talking about them at all. Like yeah. they would be averaging eighty points a game, and uh, for one one man <laughs> to carry all that offensive players, it's got to be Steph Curry. And the honorable mention I want to give is to the uh, stupidly packed team of the Brooklyn Nets, which is Kevin Durant, you know, Kyrie Irving, and uh, James Harden, I believe. You know, they scored 30 points. But the thing about them is injuries, so they can't really handle, you know. So I, I, I'll i give them an honorable mention, but that's why I don't consider them any type of offense. Because, All right, yeah. well, uh, so, so speaking of honorable mentions, I'm just going to go ahead and throw his name back in, the Russell Westbrook. Because speaking offensively, bro, if you average a triple-double, what more can you be doing for a team and helping them all around offense? That's an excellent point. Okay, that's cool. What do you got? Um, let's go ahead and move on. Sixth man of the year. I honestly think this is hands down, no question. I don't know how much you guys have been paying attention, but 
Yeah, no, the the ESPN got it right. There's there's no other guy who's been doing it like this guy. Um, Jordan Clarkson mm. has been just Jordan Clarkson for the Utah Jazz has been on a tear. So yeah, no, Jordan Clarkson is my sixth man of the year. There's no no question about it. No like hands down about it. this man. I think the other night they lost, but bro, he put up like 41 points. And then other than I think he's averaging like 26 points per game or something like that. Like, I if he doesn't win the award, it, it'll be weird to me. I think ESPN, I think all, all the writers got it right. I think this guy's got it going on. What do you think, Max? Yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah, this guy's uh, Yeah, he's, he's, he's a shoe-in, I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. I yeah, put money on got... that, and I don't put money on a lot of things. <laughs> and uh, you know what? Speaking of money, like, absolutely, you know, odds on favor by one of the largest margins that I've ever seen. Uh, so I definitely have to agree, Jordan Clarkson. Bro, if there is money being involved right here, put it all on Clarkson. Yeah, I'm telling <laughs> you. Easiest man. bet you're going to win this year. Oh, yeah, no, he's been, he's been destroying this, bro. And now, well, I mean... Shit, this award, yeah, this hey, this is another award to be honest with you that I'm looking at. Every, I mean, it's it's obviously we got to break it down more. <laughs> no, we don't. It's it's. I mean, we're going to most improved player. Yeah. And if you haven't been paying attention, Julius Randle has Bro. been. <laughs> this guy has made it very. I I mean, that's another guy we even mentioned before that's going to get MVP votes. I think he's going to MVP votes. So I think that's another unanimous. Uh, yeah. So one, two, three, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and I liked how Eddie Johnson mm. brought it up, and we keep talking about it, but on this broadcast, how the just his growth because he's always been, you know. On the good side, you know, he's always been a good player, great player, everything going on. But just the improvement on the court in terms of leadership, in terms of backing it up, I think Eddie Johnson put it best right there. And uh, But, yeah, hands down, I think Julius Randle runs away with it. Last one, the biggest one. And, ladies and gentlemen, this will be the end of the show. Let's go ahead and go with the MVP. It's another unanimous vote. Lock it in. Or is it... I don't know what the hell you're trying to pull right here, but it's Jokic, hands down. I don't, I don't no. I'll cut off your mic right now. I want to give Russell Westbrook wow. an honorable mention okay. and a very, very <laughs> close race. Because Russell Westbrook is the MVP. Now, nah, <laughs> nah, Nikolai Jokic made it very clear, even after losing Jamal Murray, he made it very clear that he was going to lead that team to the playoffs. And it's funny because Westbrook, uh, Russell Westbrook got Bradley Beal back. Then he, you know, they started balling in the right direction. So it's hard to take away. But that's kind of what I was trying to say earlier. I. I, I can't give Russell Westbrook an award because of the way the other guys played, but you cannot take away what he has done, not only this season, but with the Rockets, with the Thunder. I mean, for a man to average a triple-double and to do it for three seasons, it's it's remarkable, and everybody wants to say he's stat padding. I, I looked up the numbers the other day. It was like it was 182 when he had he had 182. That was the record. He only lost 49 games. I mean, dude, that's that's like 80 game. Like it's it's just it's not right. 
to call Westbrook, you know, a stat patter. It's it's not to say that hey, he doesn't win games. It's like a hater on Carmelo. I think uh I think Westbrook is gonna do it. It's just not gonna be with the Washington Wizards. But yeah, that's my dude. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'll agree, I'll agree with you with that uh with that uh last part with the Washington Wizards. But my last question to you, and even though you, I know you said we're gonna we're gonna close off, but I just started being curious after this because be curious. Russell Russell Westbrook has put Go the Wizards on. in a better position. So would you rather face in the playoffs coming up a Wizards team? Or a Nuggets team. Well, you if know, if the series started tomorrow, you know the Wizards only. No, East. no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. So that's why I didn't put okay, you in, okay, in, in, okay, okay, in cool, any cool, okay, team cool. in particular. All I'm right, saying so, like so right you're now. Just, you're just asked. All right, cool. Just, just, it doesn't you, matter. You have a choice. Yeah, if we had a chance. Okay, I got. You, I like you, you're facing tomorrow. You start the series, Nuggets or Wizards. Uh, Wizards. Definitely face Wizards because I can. You can't. You cannot forget. The Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter, uh, uh, Nikolai Jokic. You know, they still have a team. They still do have a team. And that's it. It's the team. Russell Westbrook is, is one player. I don't think the Wizards have the team to uh, to beat, I think. Well, without uh, – they have a couple guys, like, you know, Bertrands, and they obviously have Bradley Beal, who's, I mean, still a – bro – I mean, you know, his monster I, I think run this coming season. Up their hot, yeah, coming off their hot streak, bro. What did he have? He had like 12 games that were like 30 points in a row, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Bradley Bill is a monster. They're not to be. I just think, I think we can handle that. I think we can handle that. I think, um, yeah, no, I, I think big men with like the Denver Nuggets, like Porter and uh, Aaron Gordon and um, be Jokic, I think that will be trouble be for us because we can't handle big guys. I think we can handle little tiny guys. That's why <laughs> That's why we got Jay Crowder. That's why we got Torrey Craig. That's why we got Payne. That's why we got Carter. Bro, the list goes on. Dude. Yes, sir. Holy shit. We got such a stacked team. And you Holy know what? Speaking shit. of which, guys, we got about 10 minutes before Utah Jazz start playing their final game of the season. And I think I speak for all of us when I say, let's go, Kings. Let's go, let's Kings. Go Kings. <laughs> so that is what we're about to take off to do right now. Jeremy, your final thoughts on today. Hey, let's go, Kings. Let's go. I love it. <laughs> Max, thank you so much for being a part of it right now. Your final thoughts. Go Sports Ball. I couldn't have put it any better right now. Let's go ahead and go watch these Jazz get their ass kicked. Shit the bed in the final day of the season. Give the Phoenix Suns the number one spot. Not in the Pacific Division. Not in the conference. I'm talking about the entire NBA. Let's go, Phoenix Suns. Kings, take care of business tonight. We'll catch you guys next week. Danny Orona, Jeremy Griffin, Max Powers, we have been Sticks and Kicks.